Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Let's do it live! Fuck it, let's do it live! <laughs> Morning, everybody. An aggressive start to the day, Marty. Yeah. Um, welcome back, me. Hey, hey Marty, Marty, welcome back. back. Radio Network, back. you're listening to the Smodcast's Morning Show on Tuesday. Look at you in the captain's seat. Oh, yeah. Did you sit here when you, uh, when you... Fucking A, right, I did. Feels funny now. Can we steam clean this? Uh, <laughs> by the way, big ups to Bill for taking over the uh, the podcasting duties last week while I was working. My pleasure, my and pleasure. And a for, round of applause for Emily O'Hara for yeah, stepping in and doing such a good job. Yeah, bringing in some estrogen into the room. I didn't know that they allowed that here in the den. <laughs> Uh, it took a while to get used to. Yep, yep. So I've got a two-word review of the, the podcast. Fun, fun. Oh, brother. Nice. Yes. It was all up there. <laughs> it was all up there. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then a big shout-out to everybody who tweeted in nice things about, the, uh, about Emily and Bill's broadcast. Yeah, she's not on Twitter uh, just yet that I know of, but I made sure um, she heard everything you guys had to say. She was super chuffed. And actually, there was an... Off chance she was going to join us this morning, but she's getting in from New York tonight, so she couldn't be here. But she'll be back. Well, that's yeah. not very dedicated. We want someone who's dedicated. <laughs> someone like Dan Etheridge or Steve Kruger, the fuckers. Uh, Steve doesn't even give a reason anymore. He's just fact, like, I can't be there. In in fact, fact, can't make it. Let's say hi to him. Hi, not guys. this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't even have the other mic set up. Just so sad. Uh, in fact... Dan is deep in pre-production on the Veronica Mars movie, and Bill... The, the Mr. Wu story? Oh, and uh, yes. And then James... Uh, I'm oh, Jesus, sorry. James Kruger. is sitting across from James you making all of this happen. Yes, thank you for that. And thank you, Will Wilkins, for getting us into the yes, stream. Batman. And... Uh, Are you Batman? Steve is working on a... <laughs> Did you guys see that movie? No. Some post-apocalyptic nuclear thing. I can't remember what it was, <laughs> no. but the guy goes to get... Oh, yes. And, and it wasn't Robot Jocks. Um, it oh god, I can't remember. It was one of those eighties <laughs> post post nuclear movies, oh, and the guy wow. goes to get gas, and you're supposed to stay out of the atmosphere because it'll it'll poison you. Yeah. And, the, and the guy pumping gas doesn't care, and he's got um, boils, and he's getting oh, all geez. nasty. And the guy, and he's holding a Batman comic, and he, the guy's gassing up his car, and he's like, "Are you Batman?" <laughs> that that was a crash and burn. That was <laughs> it. Was crash and burn? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, all right, look well, it up. No, no, it's good. Good interruption there. Uh, no, Steve <laughs> was that an interruption or was that a contribution? <laughs> Steve is. Uh, We're actually, talking about the guy who doesn't show up and why he doesn't show up. Well, you wanted to know a reason, and I was no. I said to... he doesn't even bother giving reasons well, anymore because he can go fuck himself. That he was giving a reason, but if nobody wants to, know, well, if it's then... not a good enough reason, if he can't give it to me, then he can give it to his own asshole. Did you ask him? <laughs> I just you said who's going to be there, and he just says not me. When I can't be, I always give a reason, ladies and gentlemen. I always give a reason to the team. He's a bit of an overshare. I've got this rash on my ass. It's a little busted. I'm sending a, fit, a photo. If you can just let me know what you guys think of it. No, I'd assume Steve, uh, Steve and Dan can't be here because they're actually successful in the entertainment industry. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about that. But Dan, uh, Steve is working on a TV show. Okay. A sort of uh, scripted 
kind of reality celebrity something show. I couldn't get a straight answer out of him, but that's where he he's is. He's working right now. anywhere. He's working Good for him. in Santa Monica and uh we, we Ooh, Santa Monica, never mind, I take it back. Yeah. <laughs> well hopefully he'll he'll uh, figure out a schedule. His contract for ten weeks, he's in week three or four right now. But he might be able to escape for an hour or What so. about his contract with us? And, exactly. and his contract with the listeners. The contract with the listeners is tragically shattered. <laughs> uh, we can litigate against him. I, I think we should. Uh, shout out to Courtney, who listens uh, while, sh- while waiting for a bus. Um, and here she is 25. <laughs> waiting for the bus. It's easy time. Uh, all right. Have mercy. Um, <laughs> waiting for the bus all day. And then Shauna just turned 35. And uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, so in the news today, uh, there's so much to talk about that we won't talk about very much of it. Woo-hoo! But we've got, you know, there's the IRS targeting bummer. party groups, which is such a bummer. And watch John Stewart's coverage of that. That's pretty spot on. We just said, uh, you, you just, it just gives these... Uh, these crackpot conspiracists like more fodder. It actually justifies yeah. The, yeah. their their stance because the government is indeed targeting these uh, these uh, fringe. They groups. are persecuted. They are persecuted. Yeah. Um, and then a big shout out to Minnesota, Rhode Island, and Delaware. They now allow same sex marriage. Actually, Minnesota I think gets signed today, and that. You can get married as I think in July, I believe that wow. is. Wow! Yeah, so that's the twelfth state hey. to allow same-sex marriage. Yeah. Uh, we are starting to come around. France has signed up for it. New Zealand has signed up for it. But by the way, if you want to see like the New Zealand, like when they voted that in, they just spontaneously broke into a, a Maori love song in the middle of their parliament. Oh wow! It wow. is just spectacular. It's really really moving. Um. But meanwhile, we still uh, have Guantanamo open. Do you guys have I call it Gitmo? That? Gitmo. Gitmo. Yep. So, just thought we should just briefly just it, it is in the news, but it feels like oh, you know, it's so tired. But we have to be reminded that this is a this prison that's you know in Cuba, where um, since two thousand two, I think we've we've housed hundreds of, of suspected terrorists yeah. there. Uh, we've shipped many of them back. Um, a f- few have died there. Uh, one committed suicide. There was um, someone Not had a good cancer. Sign. Yeah, and then there's been accounts of torture there. Uh, but when Obama became president, the thing he said he would close Guantanamo in a hundred days, um, and it's still open. Yeah. He still thinks it should be closed. But what has he done about it? Mm, fuck all. Um, <laughs> And it's bad because what happens is these um, most of the people there are being held. There are a hundred and something people there right now. Uh, Eighty-six of them have been cleared of any wrongdoing in military courts. But they're still there. But they're still there wow. because uh, there's no real reason given. I think the the thought is that they become a threat once they come. They go back to their native. <laughs> we pissed them off so much that even though they might have liked us before, they're definitely out to get us now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now there are. Where to go? people on uh, on hunger strikes there and so how do we combat that as opposed to address the issue and and try to work it out with these people who are innocent by our accounts by our courts right. military courts accounts they are innocent 
we uh, instead are force feeding them, many of them, um, or a handful of them, using feeding tubes, mm. which is apparently is incredibly painful because basically they're strapped down and they stick feeding tubes up their nose and oh, into their Jesus. stomachs, uh, which you could argue is torture. Um, so I don't, uh, I, I think that I bring it up because we as uh, Americans, we don't think about it because there aren't Americans there. Yeah, out of sight, out of uh, mind. Out of sight, out of mind. And there are a bunch of dirty Muslims there. And we, you know, so we don't feel as in touch with it. But the fact is, this goes against every American ideal of being held without. Uh, without cause and innocent before proven guilty. Yes, and uh, and then um, these people, many of them, mea culpa. Many of them were uh, nabbed from their native country because there were campaigns to collect people. Uh, basically, they put out bounties, and they said, "If you know suspected terrorists, turn them in, and Oof. we will give you money." So we gave out thousands and thousands of dollars. So Obama, what he wanted to do was bring them to the U.S. and have them here uh, in. I forget which Cleveland. prison. In Cleveland, Cleveland. right, yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of spare space. By the way, <laughs> that is the first Cleveland joke that you've made. Bravo, you're coming around. Oh, please. We make fun of ourselves way more effectively and way more often than the rest of the country. Uh, but not better than this podcast. <laughs> um, so anyhow, the, um, that would have cost... Uh, right now we spend something like 600000 um a year per prisoner... In Guantanamo, uh, yeah. What we should do is just let them out a year early, give them that money as restitution, right. and then have them go yeah. and like live like kings in their in their homelands. <laughs> right. Um, anyhow, just want you to be aware that this is going on in the world. I don't know what the answer is, but Marty just wants you to get super depressed on your Tuesday. Exactly. Morning. And then there's the plastic gun. Now you you guys have heard about that, the right? 3D. We talked about yeah. it last week. Yeah. We got to say some hellos to our live listeners. All right, let's get at some we hellos. Got, we got some mornings to say. All right, hello to Jeff. To Yako, um, Lou, Michael in Germany, Tyson, um and, and Will Wilkins is there. Oh, yeah. He's giddy. I don't want. I don't want to see Willie when he's giddy. Christopher Brown, yes. Christopher Brown, who's got Cleveland's back these days, which I sure uh, do appreciate. What's, what um, happened to you, Chris? To answer your question, I am all three sick, hungover, and spent the night yelling at people. Yeah. Oh, what were you? Who were you yelling, yelling at? Everybody. Uh, just the world. <laughs> I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. But yet, I'm still taking it. <laughs> that was the first draft. They they tightened it up by the time the cameras rolled. Uh, that plastic gun. So the government, I don't want to rehash anything. It's but the, super depressing. The government yeah. did force uh, them to take it down off the internet, but it is being distributed. The plans are being distributed through torrents. The the guys who did it, these dumb, what, Cody Wilson, who's like a uh, UT law student, he's a self-professed sort of uh, libertarian um, semi, well, I mean, they're, it is a sort of anarchic move to do this. Um, or some would say patriotic. Or some would, yeah, but here's the thing. Like, no matter what, if it's not Cody Wilson, that technology of 3D printing is out there, and it's not that hard to come up with a gun. I'm sure he's not... It's probably a, easier to get a gun on the yeah. street than to get a right. hold of a 3D printer. Yeah, I was going to say, by the, the way... Gun, those build it yourself. Listening... It's not, you don't print it out on a piece of paper and it fucking, you can and it's an origami gun. Yeah. Well, the well, thing about these, those guns though, uh, those, those printers is that they're basically these plastic, 
they, they inject fabrication, plastic. Fabrication, yeah. Fabrication. So for a few hundred bucks, and you can get the plans to make them. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's probably more than a few hundred bucks. But, yeah. but basically, you can even use a plastic printer to print the parts for another plastic printer. Jesus. Which is pretty awesome. So meta. So, but so, yeah, <laughs> these are self-replicating machines, head, and you just hurts. need to get a plastic injector to to. So the heat the three D printers are taking over. They they are taking they over. Can, they can build themselves. You can get you can buy commercial ones for in you know as low as a thousand bucks. The the, the gun was made on an eight thousand dollar printer, and they the way they got around the illegality of a plastic gun is they said that in the plant that you needed to put a a titanium sheath in there mm-hmm. only so it would be detectable in yeah. metal detectors by law they had but, to do that by law uh but obviously you can opt not to do that and in fact in europe so, uh, some journalists printed out one of those guns and snuck it through uh, the security checkpoint at a uh, international trainway oh, wow. so sweet yeah so it is possible yeah, to do let's that. Let's lay out the plans for everybody. Let's yeah. show them exactly but how to do it. You know what? If this guy hadn't have done it, some other schmuck would have yeah. come up with it. It's, this is just the new reality. This is the price of free information. It's the price of having a 3D printer that you can make your own mod of, you know, your own action figure of yourself. Some schmuck is going to make uh, a gun. And it's, it'll sh- shoot once, and then, like, when, I guess, in um, the first video you know it failed the second time they shot it and basically yeah. there's a little the only metal part in there is a little nail that hits the, the firing pin, firing pin. Um, that video the video that i watched looked and, and it might have been somebody taking their original footage and doing something else with it but it was the official video off whatever the huffington post story on it 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 looked like it didn't work and they just used slow motion and sound design to make nice. it seem like, because it, <laughs> it went off with the registry of like a, an old Western. Like, oh, pew. Yeah, and I was like, uh, <laughs> nice. I don't, think it's, I don't think that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, there is an explosion hammer in the trigger. I'm half quoting the Beastie Boys here. But, um, so there would be, there would be a, an explosive sound, but it, it had like this dramatic music. And the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and like the way he was holding it, it was just off frame, so you couldn't see oh, the, uh, the powder and the discharge. So a little just, after it, effects, maybe. It looked super fake to me, yeah. yeah. And, but I think it is real. Um, I think only assholes are going to be using them. It makes the Secret service job, Service's job a lot more difficult. Yeah, mm-hmm. But it, this is the new reality. And I still am all for gun control, um, but, you know, and asshole control, but I don't think we're going to get either. (laughs) (laughs) On to bigger and better things. Anybody else see Iron Man 3? I did. I saw it at the Vista. And what'd you think? Uh, Conflicted. First of all, uh, the Vista is an old vintage theater here in in LA. It's a single screener. And it's super fun. Great architecture, kind of art deco-y. And... uh, it's where all the hipsters go. Yeah, and they always do something fun. Like I, when I saw Avengers there, the ticket taker was dressed up as Captain America. This time he was dressed up as Iron Man. It was fun. Um, nice. But I sat in the back row, uh, and this led to two problems. One, it's an old school theater, so I, didn't, I couldn't hear everything. There was a lot of like the, the banter went by, and everyone was laughing, and I was like, I did not hear what he just said. Um, so that I missed a couple jokes, which was frustrating. Also, the gal I went with said, let's sit in the back seat, in the, in the back row so we can make out. And then she didn't want to make out. So yeah. that kind of made the movie frustrating for me. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Iron Man, frankly. I just wanted to make out. Well, then you should have picked a better make-out movie. It's not really a make-out movie. Yeah, it is. It's should've just, picked, it's, you should have picked The Great Gatsby. It's one note, so you're like, okay, I get the note, now we can make out for two hours and 45 minutes or however long it was. Wow. And somebody said that I was going to shit on Iron Man 3. <laughs> Turns out it's Bill. Hey, I like Shane Black plenty. Uh, and I think... Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. super charming. I'm glad he's not on drugs. Yeah. Um, I liked Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, their last collaboration. A yeah. great deal. Um, but you didn't like uh, 1980s? I thought it was cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> For you less than zero fans right. out there. <laughs> nice. Oh, um, I never saw that. Oh, but yeah. uh, I love Shane Black in Predator. He was he was fantastic. Uh, uh, but it, I don't know. It um, it hinted at a darkness that it didn't really deliver. I, I like that he was having problems. I, I thought it felt a little By the way, spoiler alert, if anybody hasn't seen it, we're going to talk about it for a little bit. Um, I also thought like it kept, it had too many climaxes to the point where I got super bored. That huge battle at the shipyard, I was totally checked out. Um, Don Cheadle, whom I love, I've loved him since Devil in a Blue Dress, Mouse and Devil in a Blue Dress. Man, Mouse, you ain't been in my house five yeah. minutes, you already done shot somebody. <laughs> well, I loved him in that movie. Uh, and I've loved him for a long time, um, although his uh, his Cockney accent was super bogus in the Ocean's Eleven movie. Yeah, but um, they gave they gave him like an action sequence that was so over the top. Um, have you seen it? I have James? not. Uh, I won't I won't go into detail then. But they uh, they gave him a super over the top action sequence where he saves the day, and it was like it was so superhuman that, and it wasn't superhuman and comedic. It was just oh my gosh, now he's now this. Digital animated version of Don Cheadle is doing this incredibly impossible thing. Yeah, because it wasn't even in the suit, you know. Ah, I don't know. I just did not dig it. I think that the action finale was certainly bombastic, it's and, tedious, and tedious and repetitive. Um, but I, you could say that basically for almost every superhero movie, you know, it doesn't like, have to be that way though. But I didn't that, feel that way in the Avengers. Uh, it goes on. I a felt like long. it. I felt like it built up to that. Whereas Iron Man had its had its was there the whole time. Like the first Iron Man, that action sequ- that finale was just unbearable. Like it's because it was like that was shit. All yeah. the CG stuff, and then uh, Jeff Bridges in his suit, you know, in his yeah. darkened little thing, and mm-hmm. then and. Uh, What's his name? RDJ in his Morton Downey Jr. And then they're just sort of they're and they're <laughs> having a conversation with each other, and it's like, well, they're just sort of talking to each other, and then you're cutting back to like these CG sort of things, just fighting that, fighting it out, and it doesn't it's make awful. it's just not engaging at all yeah. because you're not really seeing the people. What I think this movie did that was really good was keep him out of the suit as much as possible. Yeah. So for most mm-hmm. of the movie, even a lot of the action scenes, Robert Downey Jr. is not wearing his suit. Um, so it's more character driven. It's as more far character as driven, exactly. More human. And more there's human. a they lot had a of precocious shame. kid that I didn't hate. Yeah, which his is hair rare. was a little too pretty. But I usually hate precocious kids. Um, the uh, I thought the dialogue was very funny, very Shane Black to the you know to a fault a bit. Um, and then I every- loved when he called that one dude. There was a ba- there's a bald dude, and I didn't like him at all. Uh, there's a bald bad guy who like he, like he was chewing gum, but he was like indicating that he was chewing gum the whole time. It's like just yeah. chew your gum. That's better than like <laughs> or dance. You can tell I'm chewing gum. He was aggravating <laughs> as hell, but he was bald. He was a bald bad guy. And at one point, Robert Downey Jr. calls him Westworld, and I was the only oh, one. Oh, I was yeah, the yeah. only one in the theater who laughed. Old That's Brenner, nice. Yeah. 
No, he had some like nice little quips. <laughs> I like the when one of the bad guys goes, I, you know, let me out of here. I just these guys freak me out. Right, right. <laughs> that was very funny. I hate working here. These guys are a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, you totally I had a thing, and then you came in with Westworld. Um, Humanized out of the suit. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? Everybody was saying that you know Sir Ben Kingsley is great in in, in the role, and I was like, all right, I've seen. I've seen him be, you know, I've seen every fine actor yeah. be a bad guy in a superhero movie. He was very entertaining. He was. Oh, he was. I yeah, thought he nice. totally outstripped um, Guy Pierce. Yeah. I mean, of course, they have very different roles, but it was, I thought that was very well done. Um, which, and it strays from the comic book in that regard. Yeah. We won't go into it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, um, we don't want to totally ruin it. But And to respond to Darren, yes, I did stick around for the post-credits. It was funny, and I was glad I stuck around for it. Um, I was still kind of in that, like... Why aren't we making out? Yeah, po- post not having made out frustration. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and those guys are great and very charming, but it, the charm might be starting to wear off on it. I just, wa- I just want them to be more disciplined. Yeah, like it's almost like the it's almost like the action movie version of the Judd Apatow stuff, where it's like every, all my friends are hilarious, so I'll just let the camera roll, and my movies will be an hour and fifteen minutes too long because yeah. I think everything everyone says is funny, whether or not it's telling a story. It's like, <laughs> I think uh, that come on, it should tighten it up. It should uh, hint at why we should see the next Marvel film or the one after that. You know, like rather it, than it, just be a gag and be a gag. You know, but like be a, in a way like there was a. You know, there was one with uh, Samuel L. Jackson that was good. Um, uh, maybe it was after Thor with um, him. And or was it after Iron Man 2 when they found the hammer? Oh, right. That, that's what it was. Yeah. 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 And so it's... Drop it, the it, hammer. It teases something more that we want to see. It's you time know? for action. But it is a brilliant thing that they do because now every fan stays for, through the end credits, which are like 600 people. Yeah, I mean, it's super long. You know, it's like the the Weta crew. And did you see they the don't even the main crew? They, normally, they individually list uh, in, in 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 a stack right. all the credits, and then when it got to visual effects, they just did it in paragraph form. Right, it, was just it would depend. That was like the, the digital domain yeah. was just like hundreds of people. Yeah, right. And like you don't know what they did, but they did something. You know. <laughs> yeah. And well, it, I mean, you know, but but. You know, the other side of the coin is if you're one of those thousand people, you want to be able to go, see, right. see right there. That's me. I know. I and the thing it, is, huh? like, you're waiting for the, the stuff to come at, at the end. And so you're, like, reading some of the names. Like, oh, I used to work with, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I was an assistant production coordinator when the, the UPM's name come out, came up. And yeah. I was like, oh, she was a PA under me. Wow. Yeah. And good for her for, you know. Uh, we did Lost Planet at Digital Domain, so I was clapping for those guys. Yeah. Uh, Stefan asked me what... Um, kind of work I did last week. I did, Ooh, a print job, handsome man. Uh, I did a print job for HP. So basically, man. Uh, you nice. sit around and wait, and then you take some photos. But then they they did something weird. So I, the other guy who, who was in it is his name was well, I guess I could look it up, but he was the lead in this horror film called uh, The Hamiltons, and he works with the Butcher Brothers, uh, who are <laughs> these two horror film directors. Uh, really great guy. Young, ambitious, working hard to make, you know, doing, doing, very inspirational because he's a guy who's writing movies, acting in movies, and uh, making good horror films. So, big shout out to Corey, is his name, nice. Corey Knopf. Um, but we're sitting there, and, you know, they, they've got this whole place in Costa Mesa just empty except for us, and they're shooting this stuff. And then the, the director, or the, the photographer, he and the creative director, they, they're like, okay, um, 
right, Corey, you, you're going to walk by, and then Marty, you're working on the computer, and then they, we realized they're filming. Huh. And so they just like a little eight-second clip, and then like Corey and I are Which looking at each totally other. Which is a totally different union contract right, deal. This is not a union deal. As a model, you don't work in under there the union. Is no union. Yeah. There is no union. There's, there's no union for, uh, for print jobs. And once they roll... Uh, any sort of video or, or film, it becomes a totally different thing. It's a different since, medium. Since Corey and I are both SAG, we were just like, uh, like two minutes later, we're on the phone with our agents. And then we, I asked the guy, I was like, so what, what are you, you doing this for? What do you, and he's like, I don't know. We're going to, we'll just shooting it and see if we can use it. Oof. Did you Sean cool. pan him? Uh, no, are you kidding? Because here's the Did thing. Did you Bjorkum? Yeah. No, I mean, it's actually a really... <laughs> well done. It, it, but it, it's your own camera, so it's a little bit... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, By the way, James just attacked his own camera. Yeah. Um, you can check that on the Ustream Live yeah. if you want to see that gag. It's Jam Master Live on uh, Ustream. But uh, I wasn't mad because all it meant is that they had to do more paperwork and pay right. me more money. Even yeah. if they're shooting behind the scenes at a photo shoot, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's, that's a different that's contract. Day, that's still a day scale. All right. uh, yeah, so the next day, day I got a contract. and um, Look at me like I know. I Didn't I show you, you my... Are in <laughs> that, <laughs> you like, are Jung ineligible, my friend. Yes. So you should know these things, which brings me to my next thing. Uh, on Reddit the other day, or, or I mm-hmm. guess on Instagram, uh, Kevin printed, uh, showed a photo of the first... Draft of Clerks Three. Oh, yeah. nice! So it's it's completed the first draft. Uh, these things go through many revisions. The clay yeah. is on the table. One hundred and thirty-seven yeah. pages. Woof. Yes, but you know, his the average screenplay is what one hundred two, one hundred and ten, one hundred two. But but you know, all movies now are super long, and he his, and I'm not for that, by the way. And not his are packed it. with dialogue, so it's his always go quickly. Uh, yeah, and he's not somebody who does long films for the sake of long films. Movies uh, do not need to be so freaking long, people. But uh, my point is that Kevin's aren't, especially since I, yeah, I know. So I'm talking about something else. But especially since most movies that I see that are overlong are are really inefficient storytellers. I think it's good to have uh, restrictions, um, and they make better stories. So I agree. Yeah. So James, what mm-hmm. I think you you need to be in this movie. Are you going to be in it? I hope so. I mean, I, I there's no again. I, you you weren't here last week, but there's been so much drama uh, drama yeah. uh, regarding you know the Lovets and, and and are you getting stuck in the middle? Or are you are you having to engage? I should say. Um, I, I've been very uh, diplomatic diplomatic community. I've been um, diplomatic community. <laughs> you know, it, it's a fine line you got to walk in in situations like this. I, I've my hashtag has been last man standing you know, nice. Bruce Willis last man standing mm. basically because it's kind of how I feel I'm kind of like in the middle of it. I work for both but uh, you know it hasn't affected me as far as you know one saying you know they don't want me or over the other or whatever uh, the only thing is obviously I'm not doing uh, the sound for HBO right now a lot of people are you know, up in, on, arms. On, up in arms and on my side uh, about that, that I should be there. But it's, you know, it's, it's kind of hard because, you know, they're at a ve- another venue now. And right. it'd be kind of hard. I, I, I think I would, obviously, I jeopardize my job. Right, right. Uh, at Lovitz, which pays my bills and keeps this uh, fine studio mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. a roof over our heads here. Um, you know, and it's, it's the reality of economics. I have to stay there to pay my bills. Unless I was, you know, obviously, if I was offered a, you know, 
a nice salary somewhere else. But yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not. Not that I'm asking for that or anything. I'm just. I'm, I'm still part of both worlds right now. So I'm kind of. Uh, I'm the crossover. Uh, I don't know what was a what was a great crossover comic back in the day where a DC went to Marvel or oh uh, yeah, yeah uh, there was a Man great uh, new Teen Titans X Men yes oh was there yeah where oh. they fought like Apocalypse or something yeah I just remember that there was a Superman versus Spider Man it was terrible but that no, was the, the, the was Teen 70s. Titans the Teen Titans X Men one was great right. yeah. a lot of fun I'm down with that so I kind of feel like that I'm I'm walking in both worlds here um, all right so if you get the call you get the call if I get the call that. But yes, Kevin, I would love <laughs> to be. Uh, I don't care if I'm sweeping. Yeah. I could be the the lawnmower guy. I could be the Mexican blowing the lawn in the background. I don't care. And if there's an Asian guy who's not <laughs> Ming, or then it better be me. That's right. all I'm saying. Right? Uh, because I know Kevin, you're listening. Right? <laughs> right? Absolutely. Uh, Quality control across the smart code. By the way, uh, Craig Nelson is driving a big rig, but he also laughed at the Westworld joke and was the only one in his theater. Hey, hey, I, I, um, I guys... hitchhiked in a couple big rigs when my car broke down oh, nice. uh, out in Wyoming when I was driving cross country by myself back God, in the 90s. Wyoming. And uh, There's nothing I, there. Yeah. Well, except big rigs. Yeah. And they took care of me. Thank you. And, uh, um, and, I, uh, and did you take care of them? Ask grass or cash. Uh, nobody rides for free. No, I got to ride for free, if I remember correctly. People are um, very they nice really on the took, road, Yeah, really took care. Yeah. In fact, I broke down. A big rig just pulled over and said, get in. And I, I jumped in because, I don't know, I was still in my early 20s. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> right. um, you get a then, nice pair of lips. He gets on the, uh, he gets oh, on the walkie. Yeah. Calls, I've been on the road um, a long time. He gets on the walk. This was pre-cell phone. He gets on the walkie, gets a hold of a pickup truck to come get me. Uh, you don't have a threesome with my pickup truck friend. All right, Mark. <laughs> uh, and then uh, because I needed to get back to the car because he was going to take me to, to a joint, but then uh, it turned out I needed to get back to the car because the guy was coming from the other direction. He flagged down a semi going the other direction. I hopped out of his semi, ran across the highway, got into the semi going the other direction that he flagged down for me. And wow. uh, they took me back to my car. Wow. And they were taught on the walkie, they were taught, you know, in the great, all the great slang. With yeah, the, yeah. The nickname. Breaker, breaker. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just like being in Convoy. Um, <laughs> Rubber ducky. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> you're the one. We got a great big convoy trucking down the line. Uh, they were saying, like, we're, you know, we're going to have to basically say we've got to meet up for lunch sometime because they, they had met each other now on the road. The two uh, big riggers. Yeah. Um, and they're like, like, you know, copy that, blah, blah, blah. We're going to meet for, uh, get some go-go juice at Route 7. You know, and they were like talking about how they're going to meet for coffee <laughs> next time their paths cross. This is a world, an entire world with its own language. And, and own that's sort of, of a, a generous culture. Extremely so. Yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 the limited times. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Play it until we have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're we're uh, this is definitely journalistic here. That was Sam Peckinpah's finest work. Yes. Um, you know the song came first, and then they made the movie out of the novelty. Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, just like Pretty in Pink. Um, and then uh, what no, was the TV show they developed out of the BJ and the Bear? Yeah. Well, that was more out of that. Uh, ain't no bear. Wasn't that more out of uh, uh, <laughs> that's a funny, funky truck driving? Clint Eastwood. Any, yeah. Any, every which every way, way but, but loose. loose. Yeah. Every, and every which way you can. Clyde. Yeah. Um, right turn, Clyde. So Mike Dessert was asking <laughs> if I got paid for the job in that instance. I fuck yeah, I got paid. Um, 
Yako saw Django Unchained last week. Not one boring minute. Uh, that movie is so long. That its length is a deterrent to me. It. it that's it's, what I she haven't said. seen it because of how bloody long it is. It is there. It and is that's long. That's what she said. There's nothing boring in Sorry. it, but it's still. <laughs> I. I would have preferred it shorter. That's just me. Um, <laughs> so many wrong jokes there. I'll leave them alone. <laughs> the there's going to be a Fantastic Four reboot in 2015. Great. Wow. Who's excited about that? Not me. No. Why? I didn't love the comics. Yeah. Didn't no, like why, either why of the first two movies. Why isn't it as good as the other Marvel comics? Why does it feel more like a DC comic? It's super cheesy and white bread. Yeah. And Mr. Fantastic. The invisible fantastic. girl. Yeah. Well, she's the woman. He's Plastic woman Man with a, with a yeah. PhD. <laughs> That's right. Well, bec- I'd rather see that. Weren't they going to do that? Plastic Man? Uh, yeah, there there have been lots of things f- for that. I mean, did you ever read Kyle Baker's Plastic yeah, Man? Yeah. That f- was so fucked that was, up. That was yeah. awesome. Did he make Plastic Man relevant? Uh, no, he made it insane. Insane, yeah. He made it sort of like um, that uh, there was uh, that he, that whatever turned him into Plastic Man also fucked up his mind. Yeah, uh-huh. so he was a little so, fucking... Yeah, Out it's there. a little crazy. Uh, Kyle Baker's a genius, yeah. I think. But Does anybody else have the old, I think it's from the 70s, DC uh, children's record that has the Plastic Man theme song on it? Oh, Will you wow. sing it with it? It's used terrible. To have it? All right. Well, uh, I'll bet we Plastic can find it. Man. Yes. Dinch, He was a crook, but he reformed, and then he reformed and reformed and reformed again. It's actually on YouTube. I can Plastic Man. Plastic Man, the one, the original Elastic Man, always yeah, in great shape up. for the got shape it? he's yeah. in. The fantastic, ding, 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 ding. Plastic Man. I thought I was doing a great job. You were. You were. I was hoping you could. He's help. a real good guy in a bright red suit, and he always wears goggles and a belt that's a beaut. The fuck is that? He reformed and reformed. Oh, it's a higher key than I thought. See, he reformed because he takes different shapes. Plastic man, the one, the original elastic man, always in great shape for the shape he's in. The fantastic plastic man. I sure. That's that's plenty. I think you guys are welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Actually. Shockingly, it's, oh. that is much better than the Metamorpho song. Uh, oh, yeah. Metamorpho, Metamorpho. Right, we don't need to dun, get dun, into it. <laughs> Where was Mike Post when we needed him? <laughs> right. I know. I was just... I was that was to, not epic. No. I, I was listening to a podcast where they had the A-Team theme song on it, and I was just like, this is the best. This yeah. is so good. A-Team, Riptide, Simon and Simon. It just made me feel... Simon and Simon is Warmed my bones. Anyhow, you said that the Fantastic Four is the... The whitest thing you said it's was just too white. Super so generic. In the the update, they're thinking about uh, Michael B. Jordan as Johnny Storm, and he was the black guy in Chronicle. Ooh, a black human torch. Yeah. So that and means so, Sue Sue Storm would have to be. It wouldn't have to be. Could they? They could. He could. One of them could have been adopted. adopted. Oh, okay. But of course, the internet is somewhere in there is a black human torch Richard Pryor joke. Oh. I haven't found it yet. I'll get oh, I think it's. I think you did. I think it's <laughs> right there. Did. Yeah. Uh, but of course, the internet is up in arms about it, saying you can't mess with the classic. Uh, and that illustrates uh, Bill's point. 
Don't put a black person in it. I, I beg your pardon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Why not? Spider-Man's fucking Puerto Rican now. I mean, <laughs> right. emo man. Yeah, someone on Twitter said, uh, yeah, they're siblings. Good job, Hollywood PC dumbasses. <laughs> um, yeah, two, yeah, blah. And then would they still put Alicia uh, Masters? They turned her black in the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Series with Terry uh, oh, Wa- uh, Washington, right? Uh, Benjamin Grimm, yeah, yeah. Was it the blind gal that uh, the mm-hmm. thing falls in love with? Yeah. So that was a that was enough of a travesty. So what is your feeling about that? Do we have? Can I play Johnny Storm? <laughs> um, I see where this is going. Do you see where this is going? You know what? Nowadays, I think what what makes it uh, irrelevant as far as you know the white bread casting and, and image from the past is that. Nowadays, there are so many mocha-colored folks out there, so many mulattoes, so many mixed folks. <laughs> you guys are watching the playback, oh, yeah. like dancing. Um, there's so, I mean, it's so prevalent in our society now that the people that are worried about that, the purists, get with it, man. I mean, look around you. Everyone's fucking mocha-colored now around you. Right. And these comics were written when, like, the market was different yeah and like it was it dominated by white people civil and, rights was still mm-hmm. right it was still relevant then, like I mean. the f- only black character that people saw was a huru you know that was yeah. the only in mass media that was the only black character yeah that and was in gene roddenberry for that man absolutely yeah. so the first yeah. interracial kiss yes absolutely on television right. that was fake that that they did the the angle <laughs> cut away so it was just the the miming of the kiss from behind or whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it is crazy how that is not a, a big deal. Yeah. You watch Scandal and they're basically fucking, um, you know, oh, yeah. on screen. Yeah. But, and still the gay kiss is a little bit iffy. You don't see a ton of that on Modern Family. No. Like, you see, you see a lot more straight kissing than, than gay kissing on, yeah. on, on that. Um, so we, we do have license to do this then. Should we have a black Superman? Yeah, why not? He's from a different planet. He can yeah, be whatever I mean, color they want. Yeah, he should be orange or Asian. <laughs> a little harder. To Marty just it. needs a gig. Hey, you yeah. just you just did a print job and got upgraded to an on camera role. I haven't worked in fourteen months. I don't need to hear about you needing to be the next Superman. <laughs> I want to be the next Superman. So from Cleveland, created in Cleveland by two Cleveland high school students. Oh, Superman. Yes. Uh, You're welcome, world. Yeah, but. <laughs> We gave you the greatest superhero of all time, and you give us grief. I'm, I'm obnoxious. I'm hashtags. grateful to Toronto for being Metropolis. That's not even a real city. Toronto? No, Metropolis. No, but Metropolis was based on Toronto. Was it? Yeah. What was, was um? Th- that was. What in, was Gotham based on? Uh, New, New York. York. I'm yeah, sure but, it would have been Detroit. So the Toronto Star <laughs> and would be the uh, the Daily Planet. Daily Planet. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, someone sent that in. Uh, sorry, I didn't give you credit, but that was sent in by a reader who said, Bill should shut up about Superman in Cleveland, because really, it's Superman in Toronto. No, it was written and created by two people from Cleveland. Birthplace of Superman. So, Michael Clark Duncan was the kingpin in Daredevil. Oh, yeah. That worked great. That worked great, because yeah. he had the gravitas that kingpin had in the comic exactly. book without a bunch of prosthetics and the know. size without yeah, yeah. Without, without a fat suit uh the amazing spider-man 2 will have jamie fox's electro they can't mess oh, with it we, yeah. we can we can make we can make yeah. the bad guys black because yeah only the black guys yeah. bad guys black um yeah i i'm all for it i think that it's black people are scary and evil so by nerds when they're 
railing against this? Is it, is it out of racism or is it out of... I do think it's dumb... I do think it's I do think it would be dumb to have Johnny Storm be black and Sue Storm not be black. Yeah, I like that they're brother and sister, and I don't okay. want some complicated, ham-fisted, after-the-fact huckstering to explain why one of them's black and one yeah. of them is. It's, it's, I don't I don't need that shit. Like, just make them brother and sister. Make them both black. No one cares. Yeah. Right, right. If and I don't have any, that way. Yeah. I don't have any problem with any Asgardians being of mixed, you know, mixed race or whatever. You know, no, that. because they're fictional. <laughs> they can be any color we want. That's Thank true. you. Yes. And good morning, Allison. Welcome to the show. Yes. Um, hey. And if, by the way, if anybody wants to tweet in, we are at Nooner Dan Marty, um, and you can send us emails at noonerpodcast at gmail dot com. I'm fascinated by this Age of Ultron. Uh, I used to love that character, Mike Mike Dessert. Yeah. Uh, tweeting in uh, Sue Storm and Wolverine hanging out. I do think that's a good co- that. That's what I don't like about. There's no darkness in the Fantastic Four. Yeah, like the X Men, it's it's dark. They're persecuted. Wolverine's a badass who can go feral at any time and completely yeah. lose control. It's like the thing is kind of bummed out because he's ugly. Yeah, so am I. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, I mean, like, this, this is stupid. <laughs> Don't say they that. all have like successful. They're all successful at everything. You know, the thing. The thing is the only interesting character in the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that now. And they tried to make Chris Evans interesting as Johnny Storm by making him like a rock star. Oh, so you're really handsome, have an incredible body, and women love you. Oh, yeah. wow, that's way to be three-dimensional. Yeah, I, I just don't think they got the right creative team on that, on either of those movies. Uh, what did you think of Captain America? Um, I thought Chris Evans was a great, was yeah. cast well. Um, I know they're shooting Winter Soldier in Cleveland. So fuck you. Nice. <laughs> um, or Chris Evans. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I wasn't guy. riveted. I wasn't riveted. I mean, the Red Skull was fine. I, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm a little tired of Hugo Weaving in every genre movie. Yeah. Would um, you like to see what? Is there a Marvel comic that you would like to see? I love Daredevil. Yeah. Um, I actually thought they did some decent things in the Ben Affleck yeah. version. Yeah. Um, I love that he had to sleep in an isolation tank. I thought that was yeah. a really nice yeah. dark twist. And I thought they did a good job of actually telling the origin story as it was in the book. Yeah. Have you ever been in an isolation tank, a sensory no. deprivation tank? Sensory, that's no, what it is, sensory I've deprivation heard, I've heard uh, when Rogan, Joe Rogan was on uh, yeah. Kevin's so, show, he talked about it a lot. So Joe Rogan is a big fan of, of drugs, psychedelics, and sensory deprivation. And, and the film Altered States. Yes. Yeah. So basically, they put hundreds of pounds of... Epsom salt in, in this liquid in water and so that you're super buoyant in there and then they temperature control it so that it feels just that you feel neither cold nor warm you know that's the, the goal yeah. and then so you're floating in there and you can float in there for hours and, and basically you have uh, your mind it's like a, a, the perfect meditative state yeah and it's supposedly Supposedly, very mind-expanding. And if you take a means. bunch of uh, Native American mushrooms in liquid form right before doing it, apparently you revert to a caveman. Yeah, uh, according to altered states. <laughs> it's all, yeah, yes, exactly. That's right. Uh, but they, there's a great Vice documentary. Well, not great, but it's very interesting watching this. This there's a guy who takes lots of drugs, and um, so he does it. He goes. His mom must be so proud. All across the country, uh, doing you know just exploring drug culture, and so he. He tries out the the company that makes Joe Rogan's you know yeah. thing, and it's a huge setup. It's like on all these pumps or whatever, and he's and then he goes to Colorado to do, do more of them, and spends like eight hours just like 
in this thing, and, and it, it sounds really interesting. I, yeah. I, I'm not so much of a drug taker, but um, they I also would like have to try this thing it. called meditation, folks. You can actually <laughs> yeah, get the same yeah. <laughs> effects if you meditate. Do you meditate? Uh, I have in the past. I don't actively meditate now, but I have been. Uh, I've been dabbling here and there with uh, yeah. a bit of transcendental. Um, I, meditation. I need to get my chakra now, back. What in is order. the difference between regular meditation and TM? I don't know. I don't know meditation well enough. Uh, so how do you know that you're doing transcendental meditation? Because I paid a woman to teach me. Really? How yeah. how many sessions did you do? Uh, well, I got a friends and family rate. Um, I learned from her, and then and actually my very first time meditating, I had the exact same experience as my very first time getting stoned. Oh, wow. um, where it felt like my arms sank into the arms of the chair. Wow. I don't know if that happened to you guys when you got it the first time, but I was like, I, haven't, I, haven't I was like it. falling through the car. Nice. Um, <laughs> was that a pleasant <laughs> sensation? Uh, yes and no. It was more pleasant as a result of meditation than it was as a result of drugs. Because with drugs, you're like, is this the new reality? <laughs> Whereas with meditation, <laughs> right. you're like, oh, this will be nice for 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, the, my understanding of what transcendental meditation is, um, is a, a, a mantra that you repeat um, in your head yeah. uh, that sort of affects your breathing, slows you down, yeah. um, and, and, and puts you, put you in a clearer state, and you come out of it energized. That's, what, that's my understanding of transcendental meditation. I haven't, haven't gone far into it. Uh, I, I, tend to, I tend to remember to do it when I'm freaking out, and I'm super anxious, and I'm not sleeping well. And, but do you have to sort of put yourself in a situation where, where like, the environment is quiet? And it's ideal if you, if you can, yeah. And it's been more effective for me when, like, uh, when it's dark. Like if I put something like a hood over my eyes or something like yeah. that. Um, you know, you can light candles and cross your legs. But it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't hood matter. <laughs> so, yeah. well, like, like just to, just like, a, like an Obi-Wan hood, you know? Okay. I was like a hoodie say. hood that I pull down like... <laughs> a fucking druid shit are you into? <laughs> I wear a white cloak and I stand oh, on a rock by the ocean. Um, no, just like, just like uh, you know, before Obi-Wan pulls the thing off and you're like, oh my God, it's Alec Guinness, the only actor who anyone actually yeah. would recognize. Um, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, and how often do you do it? Do you, do you uh, I was told to do it twice a day, er, earlier in the morning and then sort of around dinner time. You don't want to do it too late at night because it actually energizes you. Right. Um, I don't do that. I, I may be doing it twice a week, maybe. Right, right. Uh, and I'm trying to get in more of a routine. I, I have friends who do it every, every day, and uh, they are the most just happy, placid, like just... Tolerant people, I, living I in the moment, uh, in, yes. in control of their yeah. emotions, it's not not crazy. sweating the little stuff. Uh, so when you repeat that mantra, what you're uh, you're achieving a, a brain state, what they call in the medical community, uh, the relaxation response, and, and it's, it's kind of the same thing as uh, beta blockers. It's like taking beta blockers. Doesn't it block the same waves? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know about that. I, sure, I guess so. And and, and it's a very s- distinct. Uh, mental state that is separate from sleep and separate from yes. you know, any wakefulness. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I, and I'm I don't super have the cynical. To do it. Yeah, I'm like, super cynical and wildly impatient. So yeah, the fact that I'm doing it at all and exploring it at all means two things. There's something to it, and I'm losing control of my life. Yeah. Because <laughs> because I'm, I'm looking for I'm looking for solutions. Well, see that I can I can get get on board with uh, hypnotism, for instance. I can't. Hmm. I, I've tried it. You know, I've tried to go and get on stage when they do it and, right. and that sort of thing. It doesn't work on me because I, I don't, I'm too cognizant of everything else that goes You don't surrender to yeah. the... Group hypnotism is a, a different thing than individual hypnotism. Yeah. I think group hypnotism 
is basically sort of a group behavior. So people will be very conscious that if they don't go along with it and act like a chicken and pretend to have an orgasm, that they're... I mean, I don't. I don't think it's true hypnotism because yeah. I remember, you know, doing it and acting like a chicken or whatever it was, but like being fully aware that I could stop at any time I yeah, wanted. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, or you can choose not to participate and be a dick and be an James. asshole about it. Yeah, <laughs> looking at you, uh, or you could, living life on the sidelines, Mister <laughs> Cynical. Or you could entertain the crowd that paid all that money. Yeah, harumph. <laughs> That's nice. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I finally have an answer to your question about a Marvel comic that you. Oh yeah, like seen. excellent. Um, I don't know. I don't know how well it would be received, except by our friends up north. But I used to really dig Alpha Flight. Oh, Alpha! I Flight. thought they were tight. The I was a big John Byrne fan back X-Men, in the day. Right? Yeah, Basically. I love the. Uh, yeah. I love the crossover with um, yes. v- uh, Vindicator. It was Vin- no, it wasn't Vindicator. Was it Vindicator? It was a yeah. V. Was it Vindicator? Yeah. And uh, and and. Um, and uh, Wolverine's origins. I yes. loved uh, the way they tied Daredevil into all of that. Also, that was so. Um, cool. I loved the death of Vindicator by his accidental death by his wife. Spoiler alert! Spoiler yeah. alert from a comic book from 1982. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know how how, oh, how big they would badass. go, but then there was like a Beta Flight and a yeah. Gamma Flight, and some of the guys from that ended up being bad guys. And yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought that was tight. I, I liked I liked John Byrne and back I in think the 80s. Quicksilver is that. No, not Quicksilver. Um, what's what's uh, the speedy guy? The North Star, the North first, Star, gay, first Star. gay character from yeah. in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, he came out as gay like maybe 20 years after he was introduced. Yeah, I would love to see, in my head, or on paper it looks great, uh, The Secret Wars. But that yeah. would be such, there was, it was so on such a grand scale yeah. that that would be Big a CGI fucking nightmare. I think you could do yeah. it as an animated series. Yeah. Like what they, like Justice League Unlimited is kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, it's like they have every, it, it, it ran for like two years, um, but like yeah. every, there was a, a big, bigger story and then each week they had a, they focused on a different superhero, yeah. you know, from the DC universe. Not a great show, but it's, yeah. friend of the show, uh, Phil Lamar is Green Lantern on that and that's always fun. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, Phil. There was also a great, uh, I almost called him American Indian, but obviously he's a Canadian Indian. Puma? <laughs> uh, no, there's a great, a shaman. I'm oh, sure shaman, if I went shaman, back to Alpha right. Flight now it would be super racist or, or obvious or yeah. stereotypical but uh, I thought there were some great particularly later in the run of the, of the series there were some great storylines doesn't story he just reach in his pouch him. and whatever he wants is yeah, there yeah but then but later later he got uh, yeah later he, he had this great storyline where he went on some sort of uh, spirit quest yeah. and, and developed a different set of powers and it was I, I remember as a kid anyway thinking it was really exciting oh, it that's maybe a, super that's a cheesy thing. no no I mean it, it's good to redefine like I always had a uh, like as a kid, I thought Firestorm was this really cool uh, DC, you know. Firestorm, I remember. <laughs> yeah, and basically he's a guy who can change the molecular, you know, uh, composition of any matter. So basically, yeah. he can do anything. Anything. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. But then it's he's always the 3D printer of superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he could turn a gun into flowers, and <laughs> I and remember it, this. And, and it's just like, oh, well, that's just God. <laughs> yeah. Know? Right. You know? It's like I mean, there are no well, limitations. Yeah. Game over. This guy fucking won. Right. He can do everything. So I think in uh, for a ten year old, you're like, yeah, that's cool. But yeah. once you have any sophistication, you're like, this is the stupidest thing, and you need to re- redefine those characters. You yeah. Know? And that's why. At a certain point, they made Superman less like unable to push the Earth by flying. Yeah, you yeah, know? right. 
Um, I, you know what, cloak and dagger. I, yes. I heard, oh, yeah, we, we talked about good that before. Call. I heard oh, they were going to do that. Great characters. I would yeah. love because there's such a street. dark edge street to them. Yeah. And they yeah. were dr- they were were they drug. They weren't drug addicts. They were experiment. They were no. They were were they runaways who were captured and experimented on. I guess yes. So, but that might have been the backstory. But they initially they were introduced as like uh, homeless drug addicts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Recovering drug addicts. Yeah, and Um, and they fed each other. That's the the dynamic between them was. It wasn't romantic necessarily, but they absolutely had to have each other. They had to have each other. She provided him with light. He was darkness. Mm -hmm. The cloak, and. He, she fed him with her light, and vice versa. And he, she had that belly shirt with the dope titties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now we get to why. why Bill wants <laughs> yeah. To see. We know why. Yeah. Not so into the, the Captain America, but we love to see some titties. Duh. <laughs> so, so, is that a spoiler alert? Have yeah. you been watching? I like breasts. Yeah. Have you been watching uh, <laughs> Doctor Who? Uh, I haven't. I don't have access to it right now. Ah. Well, this past. Uh, week's episode was written by Neil Gaiman. Yes. Oh. Uh, which is pretty cool. And we cool. talked about uh, last week, Emily's a huge yeah. Doctor Who fan, and we talked last week about, uh, or modern era Doctor Who. She right. doesn't know the older stuff. I don't know the older stuff. Um, Tom Baker. Look him up. You'll love him. Um, nope. uh, she was talking about how he wrote the, um, the episode uh, in the Amy Pond series where the TARDIS uh, comes to life. Right. Or the, the oh, mind of the TARDIS is embodied by, right. by, a, by woman. a woman. Yeah. It is very funny how like the Neil Gaiman ones are like, oh yeah, Neil Gaiman's little little hippy dippy, you know. Right. And uh, like this last one had a little bit of that. Uh, you know, it, it was you? good. It was good. I mean, he's he's a great writer, and, and he's such an imaginative writer. Um, and this one had the the uh, what a, the Mechana Man or whatever they're called. Um, I don't know all the, the mythology, so when I see these old monsters, I'm like, oh, that must be something cheesy from right. the Tom from the Baker 60s. series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. Actually, those guys go way back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Tom Baker was 80s. Those guys go, I think oh, those, right. those guys go back to the Cybermen. Cybermen, exactly. And people were yelling at their, their computers, <laughs> Cybermen, 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 you idiot. My God, look it up before you say it, you idiot. Is that yeah. Sid Cyberman? <laughs> Cyberman, yeah. yes. But uh, Morris it, Spiderman. It, um. it is neat to see how they can do a lot more, just in terms of compositing. Even though you, it still reads as a little bit cheesy, it's still so much better than watching the old ones. Right, and know. I love that they respect their own history. Yeah, but I will say I don't love this the new companion. I was just going to ask you about her because she's cute. She's as hell. super cute. And she's a wonderful actress, and she was great in um, that one when she was very first yeah. introduced. As where you find out in the end that she's a Dalek. Spoiler she, alert! The, retroactive. The um, the um, impossible woman, I think that she, they call her. But we don't know anything more about her her backstory. We don't know what drives her. Uh, the 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 pond ones were much more engaging in terms of her story. I think she's a good actress. She's super cute. Is it is it the mystery that's annoying you, or is I, it? Uh, we, there's just nothing to her yet. Uh, you know, we just need to know more about her and about her backstory and her life. Like here, we see like two two kids that she lives with. You know, and even right. then, it's not really well explained. Yeah. So, uh, but Neil Gaiman, um, it is commencement. Uh, uh, season, yeah. So Neil Gaiman, he, summer's right around the corner, kids. Yep. And for anybody who's graduating, congratulations! Don't fuck it up. He spoke um, at the uh, last year at Philadelphia's University of the Arts. Uh, Neil Gaiman did, and his 
uh, speech has just been turned into a book, which was designed by Chip Kidd. Who's ah, I read about this, yeah. Really great uh, uh, designer and typesetter guy. Uh, so here's, I'm just going to read a couple quotes from, mm-hmm. from it, and we can discuss. He says, when things get tough, this is what you should do. Make good art. Oh, yes. I'm serious. Husband runs off with a politician. Make good art. Leg crushed, then eaten by a mutated boa constrictor. Make good art. IRS on your trail. Make good art. Cat exploded. Make good art. That was was such a good... I'm sorry. I don't mean... It's a great speech. It just clicked uh, because I watched this one. I listened to that speech. Yeah, it's on... You can watch it on YouTube. Someone on the internet thinks that what you're doing is stupid or evil or it's all been done before. Make good art. Uh, probably things will work out somehow. Eventually, time will uh, take the sting away, and that doesn't even matter. Uh, do what only you do best. Make good art. Uh, make it on bad days. Make it on good days, too. Uh, and then he says, uh, uh, he says, I hope in this year to come you make mistakes, because if you are making mistakes, then you are making new things, trying new things, learning, living, pushing yourself, changing yourself, changing your world. You're doing things you've never done before, and more importantly, you're doing something. Uh, and... Yeah, so he says, make your mistakes next year and forever. I do love these, uh, that and the, the Ira Glass uh, quote about let yourself make a bunch of bad, do a bunch of bad writing and bad art before you can get to the good stuff. I do like the, the embracing of you don't have to go out and you don't have to hit a home run every time. Feel, right. feel free to swing and miss. And there's always going to be somebody. It'll get you there. It'll still get you there. there's always somebody who's going to make it something better than you. Right. So you can't ever achieve perfection, yeah. so you might as well do it. And I think fear drives uh, inaction. Oh, know? yeah. That's yeah. the story of my life, for sure. Yeah. Uh, do you remember who spoke at your commencement? Obviously, it was Shimon very, Perez. And did he inspire you? Um, I don't remember the speech. Yeah. I'll be honest. Uh, I think it, mine was Christine Todd Whitman. Who's that? And she, she's, Who's that? Uh, she was a congresswoman at the time. And Speaking of time, ladies and gentlemen, it's the top of the hour. You're listening to Smod Coast oh. Morning Show on the Smodcast Internet Radio Networks. If you know, uh, if you have any quotes from commencement things, tweet them in. At yeah, or Marty. just an interesting story about who your commencement speaker yeah, was. Yeah, let us know because it is that time. And if you're graduating, let us know what you're going to do once you graduate. Yeah, weight of the world on your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Baton has been passed. How are you going to change the world? Do something. Um, Craig (laughs) Nelson brought up um, uh, The Runaways. Did you read Uh, The Runaways? uh, No, no. Was that Brian Michael Bendis? I don't know because I didn't read it, but it looks really good. I I I think it was Brian Michael Bendis who... Actually, I know it was Brian Michael Bendis who A, is from Cleveland, B, had... A uh, cloak and dagger cameo in the Runaways, and C had cloak and dagger talking about having just been in Cleveland <laughs> in the Runaways. So nice. drink it up. Uh, I didn't love it. I I I think it's I think the concept it's definitely is great. Worth, the concept is fantastic. I think it's definitely worth reading. So do you want to give the concept? There were uh, it was um, a bunch of kids realize that their parents, a bunch of kids who are always stuck together because their parents hang out, find out that their parents are actually a cabal of supervillains. And the kids team up together, run away from their parents, and sort of make their own little super team. Great concept. And and find out these things about themselves because of who their parents are or what they have access to because of their parents. And and they empower themselves with with, with special powers. Some of them are like superhero-esque. Some of them are more mental powers. Cerebral. Yeah, and and just uh, resourcefulness. uh, And they put together a team. Very fun idea. 
um, there's a great, actually I won't reveal it, but there's a great twist in that first, I, I, I read whatever the compendium is, like the first yeah. 20 issues or something. Uh, there was a great twist culminating in that. Some great, like, total Joss Whedon. L- yeah. Joss Whedon loved it because there was a teenage teenage female character that you would, is tough as nails, sexy but not in a cheap way, yeah. and you would totally fall for her. Um, it, it, was, it was a really solid concept. I thought there were a lot of good characters. I just wasn't in love with it. And there were little things like, oh, this one character finds out that she has um, a mental link with a velociraptor. I was like, oh, all right. Okay. You know, it just like went one to one space too far. And also, and this is a Marvel problem. I'll admit, as a Marvel guy, I do, I'm not a DC guy at all. But they kept bringing in like the cops and the feds and, you know, the, the news media yeah. and all this stuff. And, and it really pushed the boundaries of... Um, your uh, willingness to accept it, your suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Because it grounded it so much that you're like, yeah, why doesn't just someone find these kids? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, it, it made it a little. Brian K. Vaughn, thank you, Craig. Brian K. Vaughn. All right. Not uh, Michael, Brian Michael Bendis. Both those guys are from Cleveland. Yeah. So you oh, still have to drink. The fuck. You up. still have to drink, and <laughs> oh we own God. the comics world. We if you're own watching it. on video, my eyes could not roll any more <laughs> circularly. And that's saying a lot because oh. he has those little thin, slitty Asian eyes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, don't, don't brush it. Don't. He's doing it. <sighs> Ira Glass. Oh, Arnie, why are you so mad at him? Ira Glass. Fault. Cleaver's so awesome. At Goucher College in Maryland said, you will be stupid. You will worry your parents. You will question your own choices, your relationships, your jobs, your friends, where you live, what you studied in college, that you went to college at all. No, he's right hap- on all accounts so far. Yeah. If that happens, you're doing it right. Yeah. All right? Yeah, I really appreciate this, this continuing dialogue of, of it being okay to fail. And, uh, and not necessarily encouraging you to suck and celebrating yeah, but just acknowledging, yeah, it's not going to go that yeah, well. Everything's not going to, and be that doesn't that doesn't you. that's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, so Aaron Sorkin said, "You're too good for Schadenfreude. You're too good for gossip and snark. You're too good for intolerance. You're too good to think people who disagree with you are your enemy, unless they went to Georgetown, in which case they can go to hell." Uh, which is very funny. Eric Schmidt, Zinger. the former CEO of Google, he's now the Chairman, something other or Google, uh, yeah. What is it? Chairman, executive chair, executive chair of, of Google. Uh, don't just push a button saying you like something. Actually, tell them. What a concept. Yeah, I like that. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, what else? Joss Whedon just joined Twitter yesterday. Joss, Jeff is uh, letting us know what's his Twitter handle. Yes. Uh, let us know because I can't be bothered to look. Speaking of Twitter, there's a study at uh, Humboldt State University here in California, wow. which is known as the Big Stoner School. The Big Stoner School. Yes. Uh, where they created a map of hate tweets. <laughs> so basically, any time there was a tweet. I feel another Cleveland reference coming on. Uh, yeah. So they did a. Tweets that were homophobic, tweets that were racist. Check, and, check. And, tweet, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they plotted them out on a map. Um, and it's kind of crazy. You can go to digitaltrends.com and see that the map. And there's... Uh, uh, oh, and also ones against uh, people with disability. Uh, homophobic, racist, and disability. Uh, 
Hmm. And the concentration is all basically uh, east of east of the Mississippi, south of New England. Yeah, the, that entire part in the middle there is all just glowing red. Yeah, about uh, all the way up to the Canadian border too. All the way up to yeah, Michigan. including Cleveland. Yeah, uh, well, including Ohio. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But um, that's the big why, state. Uh, I know. That's why Florida there. is the dick of the United <laughs> States. I mean, basically, that's like the extended Bible belt. The, those are all blue states. Yeah. I mean, red oh, states. Oh, yeah. Cleveland's all a hot spot. Uh, and it's all. <laughs> we're an angry people, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're an angry people. So, how would you say, like, first of all, it's very easy to make a tweet to all your, you know, your friends who feel the same way as you and you know yeah. god hates fags or whatever also i would like to point out well you you make your point first. oh no i just want to know how what what do you do to address this well i would like to point out that this is probably a sort of a computer search engine using keywords and this and that so i don't know that it accounts for sarcasm shut up fag frustrate see <laughs> that would have been red flagged um humor um yeah satire yeah you know you can you, you like i can say something I can say something that would seem like it taken out of context or if just quoted half of it or if you just did a keyword search that would seem super homophobic, super racist. Yeah. I just did. I can see that. On the show. Yeah. You know, and, and I, that's not the man that I am at all. So Right. I don't know. I'm going through the article right now. I don't know the exact uh, Oh, you didn't read the article before the show? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I, everybody knows I don't read the articles. I just look at in, infographics and headlines. Yeah, I said this morning, <laughs> sipping coffee and skimming headlines in preparation for the show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so I don't think the, um, the methodology, is, I don't know what it is. <laughs> God forbid I should read an article. Uh, but the point is, the, it's all red in the middle. <laughs> it's all glowy and red. The point is, it's all about them. Yeah. They are bad. And they are uninformed and Fuck ignorant. And they don't read the articles. <laughs> they don't even read the headlines. Uh, Joss Actual, at Joss Actual. Thank you, is, Allison. Uh, is uh, Whedon's Twitter uh, handle. Uh, nice. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm, I was actually reading something online. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think that that re- reflects. See, I, I always go off on this thing that I really believe that those people in Nebraska and Eastward and South Dakota and Eastward, in uh, Mississippi, and uh, they're around. They're ignorant. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Marge just came out and said it. Yeah. Blanket statement about everyone from a certain place. Yeah. Well, Allison wow. is from South Dakota, so there is hope. Oh yeah, there Allison, let us know. Yeah, what, do you do you feel like you that there that also because actually in this map only a, the right hand corner of South Dakota is in bathed in red. Yeah. Also, there are a lot of these western states are nearly as centralized in their population. Sure. Aren't nearly as. Uh, Technologically savvy, or even interested in being on. T- I mean, but there's you're talking no, about Oregon. The, there are yeah. a lot of people in Oregon. Oh, but there's who, a see. There's a little red glow in Oregon. Right. Sure. Probably right. near a city center, Portland. But yes. There's, there's not. But there one are huge in swaths not of Oregon, Los Angeles. There are huge swaths there's, of Oregon where there aren't people. Not one in Seattle. Or yeah. there are there are um, not one in Phoenix. Lumberjacks who probably don't want gay people getting but, married, I mean, but they're not on their fucking cell phones. That's yeah. bitching about it. Right. Uh, yeah, and then so that might that might just as easily be a map of where people no, are on Twitter. I just told you that in Los Angeles and San Francisco, where Twitter originated from, it's not 
Yeah, which is full of liberal hippies who think they're perfect. But it's... (laughs) That's where I'm from, by the way, people. In case anyone needs to know. And don't call it Frisco, by the way, to someone from San Francisco. Isn't it San Fran? SF? Yeah. But not Frisco. (laughs) So... What's, what's Allison? Oh my! Swinging for the such, fences. Oh, such flowery language. I like it. Oh no, I know you're not an ignorant asshole, uh, Allison. Um, you're just a <laughs> no. I'm kidding. Uh, Notice yeah. I didn't get tagged in that. Uh, yeah, I know. That's no, I know. I don't mean that as a blanket statement, but I. I but do, it was. <laughs> I did. I did say it as a blanket statement, but I believe that there are there are concerted efforts to. Uh, for instance, promote uh, a Christian education in those the Bible Belt. Yeah. And that that is there's a government is pushing a Christian agenda, and I think when you get that happening, you end up restricting a lot of information uh, by not teaching proper science, not yeah. teaching uh, sort of equality and, and acceptance of, of all cultures. You get um, a lot of hate speech, which is definitely what. Uh, from what this map is, what's coming yeah. out of there. Yeah. So, um, and then and, and the left goes on a Tea Party witch hunt via the IRS, and, and yeah. it turns out we're all fucking assholes. We are. We are <laughs> fucking assholes. That's fine. So, uh, and Allison is going to her first gay wedding this summer. Congratulations hey, hey, in Minnesota. Nice. What are you going to wear? Pink. Would you wear pink to a gay? Get to a Where gay wedding? Where would you wear to any wedding? Oh. I've, I've officiated two same-sex weddings. Yeah, did you wear pink? I did not. I did not. Um, I think I probably would have been uh, not allowed to officiate <laughs> right? weddings had I worn pink. I just see rainbow walk- suspenders. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like with a big bucket of glitter. Yeah. I pronounce you fabulous. <laughs> Uh, Marty, Marty, like, uh, seriously, can you leave? Yeah. Marty, leave. Uh, that's not. What, that's not what we had in mind. Yeah. Uh, you guys are so cute. The song for the bride to walk down the aisle at the Copa. Yeah. Copa oh, it's raining men. <laughs> yeah, it's raining men. Uh, so Tyson, that hate tracker, tweet, hate tweet tracker came from Humboldt State University. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. Where they're all too stoned to get pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Humboldt. <laughs> Have you really? Yes. Did you get some primo shit there? Oh, my goodness. It was funny, too, because I, I rode up there with uh, my buddy. I went up there to DJ a uh, uh, nightclub opening for um, one of the guys from No Effects, Jefe, El Jefe from No Effects. And uh, we're on our way back. We have our, our stuff that we got there, and we get pulled over. Cop says, all right, I know you got it. Just hand it over. And so we, we were smart, though. We had a decoy bag, and we had the actual. So we handed over oh, the wow, decoy that, bag. That is really smart. Yeah. So when they take it, do they, they cite you, or do they not? Nope. They just this guy it. took it, put it in his shirt pocket, said, all right, now get the fuck out of here. And we're wow. like, aren't you going to like throw it on the ground and stomp on it? He's like, yeah, just get the fuck out of here. We were like, oh, this is very wow. Twin Peaksy." Uh, and the decoy bag, was it actual marijuana or was it like a Oh, it was. It oh. was, but it was like low grade. We had the no, high grade shit. Seeds. Yeah. But it, very, uh, very, I should say very, um, damn, what's the name of the city? Whatever is in, uh, this is a shameless plug. Not really shameless, but uh, Bates, Bates Motel, whatever city there oh, right, or, right, or right. town they're supposed to be in, which Diane Ruggiero, D-Rug, 
You fucking rock that show. That, <laughs> that show is my new All right. addiction. All right. I've heard there. nothing but good and things. And happy uh, Mother's Day for two. Yes. <laughs> happy belated Mother's Day. Yeah, it's, it's her first Mother's Day as a mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy Rothenberger says, uh, the or at Amy Kins, best graduation advice, wear sunscreen. Nice. Um, <laughs> Yes, that was the then Baz Luhrmann turned that into that song, right? Yeah, the wear sunscreen song. You know, who originally said that? That was, that was some woman, right? It, it was uh, oh. so. If you, for those of you don't, who don't know, there was a woman who uh, gave this speech, where uh, commencement speech, where she said wear sunscreen. Um, we should have someone look that up. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, and then that was turned into a, a big little mashup. Uh, Song that would want uh, very big back yeah, in Laws the nineties. Lerman. I don't yeah. remember that. Uh, Mary Schmick. I was uh, living in Europe. I don't think it made its way over there. Ah, I see. Um, did you guys ever play Dungeons and Dragons? I did. And which version did you play? Uh, uh, and and how deep were you into it? I still remember Gary Gygax's name. Um, I had a Dungeons and Dragons club uh, in school. Uh, Wait, but was, actually, was at Brown? Uh, no, this was when I was in like fifth grade. Um, I'm not that lame. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! But we developed. Sorry uh, for all you Dungeons and Dragons yeah. players out there. Current. We we developed. Um, Jeez. We developed a, statement a sort of. Uh, right. We developed a sort of a pillow fight uh, adventure game called Raid the Villages that yeah. we ended up playing instead. Of Dungeons and Dragons because it was just more physical and fun and sitting around, yeah. But uh, so I I played it. I I loved. I had some of the action figures from the. uh, I used to watch the cartoon, which was not that great. Um, I had some of the action figures from from D and D, and I liked them a lot. Um, But you didn't paint figures, though. No, I did have some. I did have some of those lead figures, and I sold a lot of them on eBay to to make money to to move out here. Those those in my. uh, Bandai uh, Japanese robot toys, oh, Daltanius, yes. and, and those guys. I had them intact in the original packaging, so I sold all those on eBay to, to move out here. Oh, oh really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. But I remember the Caves of Chaos, and my friend thinking it was pronounced the Caves of Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Uh, I remember. The Caves uh, of Chaos was a different game, right? It no, no, it was a manual. It was a manual. It was a. Oh, it was that's, a, uh, that's right. What would you call them? It was a module. 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 Yeah. 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 Uh, and what did you, did you play ever? I did. I tried once, but I was such a. You know, this is amazingly weird in this day and age. But I was an outside kid. I just <laughs> right. couldn't. I, I couldn't be contained inside for too long unless yep. that that didn't come until later when I when I got into music and you had to be inside with your equipment. But I, at that time, it was like that was too too cerebral for me. Not that I was an idiot, but. I would much rather have been outside going pew, 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 right. pew, you know, <laughs> acting right. out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I loved I loved reading through the monster manual uh-huh. and the drawings. Yeah. I um, like just creating the best character possible. The character, paladins. I like paladins, the I liked paladins I just, and like, elves. I would just keep rolling and rolling and rolling until all 18 came out. Right. We, and, we and then I would never play. We cheated yeah. and we took, you could take your totals of rolling for whatever the five or six categories are uh, and you could distribute the numbers, however you want it. Ah. So, uh, yeah. So if, if you had a 10 intelligence and, and an 18 strength, you could say, well, I got 28 to work with here. I'll do 14 and 14. Oh, nice. Ah. Which is totally cheating. That's not how it yeah, goes it is, it is totally cheating. I mean, people play with the same characters for years and years and years, yeah. which is to be commended, I think, on some yeah. part. 
so right now there's a... <laughs> Uh, like I'm fascinated by it because I, you know, I didn't play it before. But even though I had all the books and everything like that, and, mm. and we get together and uh, talk about it, but I never actually played it. But it seems like I like the idea of it. These extended campaigns that go on for years uh, at a time. And, and I met a guy at a party who's like playing. You know, he has he has a game going, and, and I was like, oh man, that's awesome! I'd love to hear. You. I, I'd love to sit in on one of those games. And he's just no. That's not how, ain't that kind of party? Yeah, he just said he just said no, and just like walked wow. away, like I had insulted him. See, and that, I mean, that that's the element of it that that turned that me makes off. it dumb. Yeah, yeah, it's like fuck, hey, fuck you. How about this? <laughs> you just fucking throw. Can it I all play? No. Oh, uh, you know what, dude? It's not my fault you're unpopular when yeah. you're a kid, and that's why you're even playing Dungeons and Dragons in the first place, and you're yeah. probably still unpopular now. And that's why you're playing as an adult. You don't have to fucking leave me out just because everyone left you out because you're a yeah. fucking loser. Right, right. Uh, but, my, but but retroactive simple. bills, right? I do understand though that there is a certain like freedom that you, the, the people get to act how they want and without judgment. Well, well some know? people, I yeah. mean, they light candles, they dress up, like they, they right. actually come and yeah. in gear and they talk in voices and they. You know, what you do is you, you work your way in, you work your way in. When they finally say, okay, we accept, you can come in, you can sit in on one. When just stand up in the middle of it. Shut up, make. nerd. <laughs> and like, and then like, give him a just wedgie. Right. Upturn the table <laughs> yeah. and like, give him a wedgie and be like, let's fucking blow. <laughs> <laughs> and then tweet that afterwards. Right. Yeah. Be uh, hateful about it. Yeah. And then there'll be a little red blip in Los Angeles. <laughs> like, finally, we made it on the map. <laughs> We can hate too. So uh, Chris Brown only plays with his brother-in-law when he's in Australia. Tyson played AD and D the second Advanced edition. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. oh. second edition, and he says his dad still plays. I did so, love all that the, the, the difference, like a twenty-sided die. Yeah, it, yeah. it felt there's a sense of alchemy and a sense of uh, magic to it for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just chance. But I just looked but, at the uh, drawings mostly. Yeah. So. I did. Titties. Yeah, not for oh, the titties, was, for the monsters oh, and the man. swords. Although yeah. I guess there were plenty, plenty of titties. There so were right now they're working on a the fifth edition of AD and D uh, and or Dungeons wow. and Dragons. I don't know if it, if the A is bad to put in there, but anyhow, like I guess the the fourth edition they changed a lot of the the criticisms that was in three point five, and then there was an offshoot. Where 3.5 players were like, fuck that, you know, we don't want to play that. And then the 4.0 guys yeah. were like, well, we like this. This makes, you know, this goes faster. And now I think the fifth edition seeks to unify those two camps, um, which is, I mean, right now people are probably like glazing over, like, uh, who aren't into that thing. But right. I, it is neat that this, after so many years, 40 years or it lives whatever, on. it yeah. lives on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it came out in 1974. Wow, that long ago, wow. Yeah, Jeez. and uh, Gary I Gygax and Dave Arneson. Uh, Gary, Gygax, Gary Gygax died a couple years ago. Uh, so I, I'm interested to see, you know, I, I want to know if anyone's going to go buy the fifth edition and play it. There but, was a space one, too. There was like a space spinoff. Oh, there are all yeah. sorts of ones. They were trying to put, pull off in the 80s, I remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think Emily played? Uh, I know the, she plays some of yeah, this Yeah, they were saying. Yeah. Oh, my God. We have to get her back on. Yeah, Dan, oh, Darren so just mentioned sorry. the discussion would have been better last week with Emily. Yeah, because yeah. I do uh, want honestly when she's on talk about it because she she plays all kinds of games, fantasy games. I don't think she does LARPing and that kind of thing, but um, the more like like intense board game nights. Yeah. So the numbers for of D and D players has definitely gone down because there's the instant gratification of World of Warcraft or uh, yeah. these online games where the right. the speed of play is much faster. 
But I will say that there will always be Dungeons and Dragons players because it does have a human quality. <laughs> because to there it. will always be guys who can't get dates. No, no, no. Those <laughs> those people will still rather sit at, in front of their computers. There are those people who would rather do that than actually be face to face with somebody. Yeah. And so Aspergers. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. Antisocial behavior, just shyness, whatever. But I will never forget the first time I heard. I had never heard of Aspergers. All right. I didn't know it was a thing. <laughs> and I was at a dinner with a, a, a girl. We were kind of wooing each other. I was with her parents. And somebody started talking about Aspergers. And to me, it was Aspergers. <laughs> and I, I was an adult. This was fairly recently. And, and, I, and I, I was well into my cups because we were in wine country. Oh, man. That was a brutal meal. Because then I had to like ask follow-up questions to show that I was listening, and I didn't know about it. Yeah. So then I had to say Asperger's at a meal <laughs> when I was kind of lit up on red wine. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I still have scars the back of my tongue for biting it, trying not to laugh. All right. So we, here in California, are ignorant assholes, apparently. No, I'm from Cleveland. <laughs> that, um, that's that's, well, that's you, being from you, Cleveland, You not fit California. on the map, then. You fit yeah. on the hate map. Exactly. Uh, my point was that I, I think that there is something that's very ro- not yeah romantic about like getting together and playing with your group for yeah. long periods of time. Uh, Dan Harmon he he does an AD and D podcast. I don't know. Oh name. really? Yeah. Uh, D and D podcast. Yeah. So part of his podcast is uh, is just. I hope everybody's watching on video that. Bill is not even paying attention, but he's yes. on his phone. Frankly, I am searching, <laughs> but the, because the I wanted thing, to re- be able to rattle him off, I'm searching old 80s D&D module names, because oh, I can only yeah. remember the Caves of Chaos, and there's, I had so many more than there's that. There's Hall of the Frost Giants and the Fire Giants. And, I remember that one. All right. Uh, and Brian Posehn has his own uh, oh, he's specifically, a nerd. Holy yeah. shit. specific D&D podcast. And it Holy is crap, interesting how the, nerd. The, the roles of player versus dungeon master are... Uh, very specific, you know. Yeah. Like there's a, a certain personality that goes into being a, a, a dungeon master. Dungeon master. We will Tomb of Horrors. Okay. Uh, White Plume Mountain. Okay. I had that one. Uh, we will get into this deeper when we get Emily back. Oh, here's a question: Do people did people like having Emily on the show last week? Would you like to oh, have her back loved again? Her. Let us know at Nooner Dan Marty. Don't speak for them. They loved her. All right, let's see. Do- Michael Binhack is living. Dungeons and Dragons. Finally home after a 70-minute odyssey through the woods. He ex- escaped the gelatinous cube. <laughs> yeah. He clawed through the shambling mound and made it home through the woods. He the, got the Bavarian plus two woods. hit points after battling the uh, Beowulf. Oh, what yeah, was it? Forest Troll? I don't know. Oh, oh man. I used to be able to rattle this stuff off. Uh, that's what you do to lose weight, apparently. So uh, <laughs> why don't we get that uh, theme going? Ah, is it time? Why not? Let's do it. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Fuck yeah, we are. Mail sack. Get over the gate of eagle sack. Mail sack. Mail sack. Get over the gate of eagle sack. Mail sack. Mail sack. Get over the gate of eagle sack. Mail sack. Mail sack. I want to get my hands that mail sack. Yeah, that was great. All right, so I'm going to go through these um, for the first time. Normally, I like to read through them um, to be prepped, so I know what to skip over uh, or speed through, But so this might be a little shaky. 
This first one is from T.M. Newman. Tom Newman, uh, who's in Fairfield, California, I think, or uh, in that area. That's Fairfield, new, up that's north, near you, right? by yeah. uh, Vallejo, Fairfield. That's, that's close, actually closer to you in uh, oh. San Francisco. All right. Uh, it's on the other side of the bay from, from yeah. me. But mm-hmm. He says, in response, uh, response to Chris Brown's email about listeners' ages, he's 36. Hey. And he mm-hmm. has... Um, he has to listen via podcast because he has a bad connection at work, where he works at Earthquake Protection Systems. Well, uh, you're doing the Lord's work, Ooh, protecting yeah. people. Thanks uh, for getting our back. Oh, here's the, here's the email. This is from Paul. I will have to correct Bill on something about Superman in Cleveland. That um, being Superman that uh, would exist... that. Uh, that Superman would exist without Cleveland. Um, both Metropolis and Daily Planet are based on the Toronto and the Toronto Daily Star building, respectively. So, uh, so yes, but the Superman character was created by two people from Cleveland. No, but it, created. the character has nothing to do with Cleveland. It has everything to do with Cleveland because that's where he was born. That's where he was created. There wouldn't be a Superman if there weren't two it, high school kids from Cleveland. You and Paul. Okay? No, it's I'm not. I'm just reading the email. Uh, <laughs> These are facts. And here's another thing that you're... There would be no metropolis an- without here's Toronto. another thing but to argue... When, when was the last time? All about. Uh, oh, another so reason precious. to fuck Cleveland is that 20 plus years it took to induct Rush into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, you just outed yourself as a <laughs> fucking <go>. loser. <laughs> Congratulations to the rest of your life as oh, a fucking loser God, listening Paul, to this bullshit this, math this, rock that we is love fucking you unlistenable. And, and we lead singer it's fucking unlistenable, whiny shit. Uh, Every asshole who says Neil Peart is the best drummer in the world doesn't know a fucking thing about music. They just know that he plays a lot of drums quickly. That doesn't make you a fucking good drummer. I'm so glad that they're in the Hall of Fame. Or the, oh, they suck. And I love that they... they just brought down, they brought down the value. They the, play like so many instruments, just the three of them. They create such a... They, no, they, they just play the three the, instruments. No. They brought they, down the quality of the, of the name rock and roll by being inducted into that place. That was such a disappointment. Okay. So there, everybody, was Bill's rant. Look, we, should, we played the wrong theme music. <laughs> there are great Canadian bands. Rush Dear is not Tuesday one of them. Tuesday Zoo Crew. Really enjoyed this week's episode. I thought Bill did a great job filling in as host. Emily Thank was you. fantastic. Wasn't she? Uh, for the first three quarters of the show, I thought she was uh, a cool, funny actress. But then she goes and blows my mind with actual Grant Morrison knowledge. Much she knows her stuff. She knows her stuff. Uh, for Bill, I'd recommend trying WE3. It's probably What's my WE3? favorite Grant Morrison book. What does it stand for? Uh, it's... It's a thing, uh, it's actually a really crazy, uh, it's about these genetically modified pets. Uh, it's a dog and a oh, cat. Wow. And it's sort of like, imagine Milo and Otis meets RoboCop. And, it's, wow. and these animals go through the ringer. It's, uh, it's, it's a really good comic book. It's very uh, self-contained. I've never heard so of it. Kind of like, like, like a Moffat? Was that what it was called? Biggie, and, biggie, uh, biggie. Yeah, biggie, 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 biggie. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of the electronic dog from the original Battlestar. No, that's what you were thinking. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. It's Moffat. Because that's Buck Rogers. Yeah, Buck Rogers was uh, <laughs> on another. Tweaky. So, uh, John is from, is 30 years old, and he's from merry old England. England. He's from England. Cool, me, governor, pip, pip, fish and chips. Wow. 
Uh, I'm not going to read all that. Stuff. I thought every voice I ever did on this show was terrible, but yeah, that was, was terrible. Oh my god! <laughs> yep, and he just weed his pants a little bit. Um, <laughs> Steve, our friend from San Antonio, I think he's from San Antonio. Is anybody going? So he's 38 San years Antonio. old, and will be 39 years old next week. Hey, happy birthday! Hey, yes. happy birthday! And uh, he has been listening since the first episode. He has a shadow 600. Wow. Uh, he love it. He loves it. That's what I want. And has what I had want it desperately. since 2000. He also got a 97 uh, Suzuki Marauder that was given to him in oh, exchange wow. for washing windows, his side business. Mm. Um, and he enjoys having two, two bikes. Um, so, yeah, what's the status? Are you? Uh, I just bought a new car. I bought it outright because I didn't want to pay interest. So I just wrote a huge check. So I'm not Is I'm it a brand nervous. new car? It's a 2011 Ford Focus. Oh, nice. Both of us? Um, so uh, I'm, like I'm just... Focus. I really like What it. happened to the Mazda? I was, I'd had it for eight years. It was on its last legs. It needed a lot of... It, it was great to me, and it needed um, it needed some... up. It needed work, and if I was going to spend money on a car, I was going to get another car that would last me eight years, you know? It was and my L.A. starter car. It was time totally. to move on. Uh, yeah. Now, you, you made good use, use out of that car. Yeah, and you know what? It, the, I, I spent so much time, and I was kind of sick at, on the day, too, when I, when I went to buy the car, and they were asking me all these follow-up questions. I got super stressed out. I got nervous about writing that big a check and questioning my, my. Even though I'd vetted the process, I was questioning whether or not I should be paying for it outright and should I yeah. should I take out a line of credit and and pay it down over time. Uh, and then my my Mazda was full of stuff because it's my office. Yeah. You know, when you're freelancing and, and going on auditions and stuff like that, you you have to have changes of clothes. You got to have food. You got to have all this stuff in your car because it's, yeah. it's really a mobile office. Um, I cleaned up my car quickly, moved everything into the Ford Focus, and pulled away. And I realized I didn't. Say goodbye to the Mazda. After eight years of loyal service, I didn't. Uh, I didn't pat her on the head and say thank you and goodbye. Yeah. I feel kind of sad about it. Yeah. Bill is a huge dick. <laughs> it is proven today. <laughs> there, yeah, did you a, get the hybrid version or no? I just got the straight up Ford Focus. Uh, and does it have all the bells and whistles like the? Um, it has it bells have and whistles does to it, me. Does it have the? the it has system? sync. I haven't figured out how to. Okay. Do that yet? Yeah. I just got. I bought it on Friday. Mm. Um, it has sync. It has. I, I. I mean, I had. I didn't have power windows. I didn't have power locks. Yeah. Um. Uh. So it's it's fancy to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's black, so I feel like a villain, which is nice. Good. <laughs> and I like how like boxy and squat it is. It's still I, it's small to park. Because uh, uh, I got a street park like five wait, times. Did you get a day. the hatchback yeah. or the? I can't believe no, I got the sedan. Sedan. Um. That I I like that car. I'm enjoying it. It's a little tank. All right. Yeah. I really wanted the Crown Vic. Oh, I yeah. wanted the Crown Vic so bad. No, but yes, I did. Yes. Better gas mileage. I did. Uh, all right. I hope that answers your question. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> you, you asked me about motorcycles. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was so I just bought a car. So I will be buying a Honda 600 Shadow. I just uh, I got to get a print job like Marty soon. Yeah. Print jobs don't pay that much, but it pays more than it does sitting here in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> this next one's from Leo. You hear that? Advertisers? Yes. Sponsors? Potential uh, sponsors? Leo, who's in, I think he's in Finland. He says, hey guys, I noticed that Comedy Jail is starting to, to come become a viable segment in the show. Uh, <laughs> That's where we should put all these Gitmo Bay people. I, I would be delighted if you give... <laughs> Wouldn't the, cost the government shit to go. put them in comedy jail. <laughs> Talk about why a joke or a pun is bad and how you can fix it. We would be ta- That would be two hours. That would be a two-hour yeah, segment. That's a show and it would in just and of be, itself. It would be sad. People would be like, why is Marty shitting on everything? everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. And if, he says if he had any 
skills in composing music, he would make a jingle. But we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Sure. We already have the sound effect. And, and yeah. we've, I managed to stay out of comedy jail so, so far this week. Yeah. I almost got put into comedy jail for suggesting that the Guantanamo Bay people get sent to comedy jail. That was yeah. totally meta. That was, that was yeah, comedy was, jail worthy. Was, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is comes from Matt. He says, hey, Bill, Marty, James, Steve, James, oops, Dan and Emily. Um, yeah, he says Emily making it in the uh, and, and yeah. James got in twice in the cast of characters. <laughs> Long time listener, first time writing. Uh, Want to thank you for the excellent welcome to podcast. the mail sack. Yes, uh, makes his one and a half hour commute. Oh, you poor guy. Oh. Uh, go faster, despite being Dan away for work. The podcast has not diminished in any way. I think if anything, Bill and Steve have added to it. Absolutely, yes. hey, and Emily. Thanking you, thanking uh, you. Emily added a new dimension and helped maintain the high quality to be de- expected on a weekly basis. Nice. I was expecting for Bill to go off on one of his rants, especially when he tweeted me um, <laughs> uh, about dissing Grant Morrison. Um, and I, I, he says, I think, Bill, this is a really long one. I might skip parts of it. Uh, he likes your criticism of Arkham Asylum. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I kind of felt like I was sticking my neck out on that one. I but. took a look at it. I, I see what you mean. It is rather all over the place. but I wanted Emily, to love it. I really yeah. did. Emily did a good job, though, explaining that that... that schizophrenia you feel when you look at the the graphics the artwork is is meant to be that way because it is you know it is supposed to be but part of it is i don't know the i I know the batman lore but i don't know the dc lore that well so that whole fight sequence what was a croc yeah i don't know that character so i didn't even know i i I literally had no idea what was going on yeah it wasn't like oh this is batman and croc and they have this history i was like i don't know who this is and i don't know what's going on yeah so a a lot of it a lot of that is on me for not being as as up to speed in the in that universe in the dc universe yeah um he says uh, i would be interested in seeing what sort of reading list emily creates for bill uh for grant morrison's work uh my particular favorite was morrison's uh zenith from 1987 He's lost track of many writers and artists as they departed for U.S. comics. My budget wouldn't stretch that far in those days. Uh, he's, he's 38. He thinks that... I'm sorry, I'm just going through this very quickly. Doctor Who, uh, the old, Tom Baker ones do not hold up on repeat viewings. That's true, unfortunately. He does. Tom Baker, as, a, as an actor, as a personality, sure. holds up great. But yeah, the pace is glacial. The production design is embarrassed. I feel you're just embarrassed for every actor in the show yeah. who has to show up like wearing a spray painted parka, and that's your alien. It's <laughs> that's it's it. really rough. He closes with, "I can't possibly comment on Cleveland, having never been there, but I do remember Drew Carey's theme song used to be Cleveland Rocks." I can, however, say Ian Hunter covered by Presidents of the United States. Fuck the Smiths. Oh, uh, Matt oh. you and I, you and I, dude, you and I. Our soul kindred spirits. P.S. Any plans for Bill to reform a Pogues cover band anytime in the near future? <laughs> uh, my boys and the boys from County Hell are still going strong in Cleveland. They're still playing. They'll, they're still doing the Pogues thing. Uh, definitely around St. Patty's. I think they do a New Year's show. They always do a Christmas show. And they blow it out of the water. I will say they're missing the element of danger that I brought to the team. When I was in the band, stuff was always being broken or thrown. Yeah. There were pie fights. Oh, so you were the uh, Johnny Storm of the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was the black Johnny Storm of yeah. the boys from County <laughs> Yeah, what was... Uh, Bill used to have this vaudevillian show in uh, Hollywood. The, uh, Cyrus J. Pennybone presents the Gold Star New Vaudeville Variety Hour. And it was a great, great show. Very well... Um, 
put together and hosted you. you and your who was your friend's name? Was your Alex name? Ferrari was my yeah. co-host. So they co-hosted in these seersucker suits that were complimenting seersucker suits, <laughs> bamboo and then, canes, and they had magicians, song and, and dance routines, corny one-liners. Yep, yep. And then uh, <laughs> super. And we and the best part about the show is we fucked everything up. Like when I say song and dance routines, you may picture something slick and well produced. We were all over the place. But, but when were, I say one liners, no, that's that's when a I lot. say one liners, we were, blew the one line. But <laughs> but you did it with with a plum. It was it was anarchy. Yes, and, the, and, I, the and last I miss it show every I saw day. Involved was it a, a pie dough fight? Or yeah, we had a pie fight. Was it a pie fight or? Oh no! It yeah, it's pie, pie dough, but it was covered in flour, so yeah. it exploded everywhere. It was, when you... it was complete mayhem, <laughs> and all I could think of is these poor fuckers have to clean this up. These poor fuckers have to clean. It this was up. about a two and a half hour process. Was it worth it? <laughs> yes. It was. It was one of those things where, like, I'm like, this is crazy. This is wild, and then I'm like, okay, this is really a lot of flour everywhere. <laughs> I am uncomfortable that they are going to have to stay here for that long to clean it. up. I highly recommend if you get a chance to get in a food fight on stage. Yeah. Do it. I, I actually took that art. Pie dough. <laughs> Comedy, Comedy jail. jail. There we go. Now let's look at why that was a shit-ass joke. Yeah. Let's, let's dissect that No, joke. I think you know. You know, you think yeah. about it when you're in Comedy Jail. And let us know, and then we'll let you out. All right. Uh, this next email is from our Saskatchewan friend, Chris Brown. Chris Brown. I don't know if you're yes. from Saskatch- uh, uh, Saskatchewan, but um, that's where he is right now. Uh, Saskatoon, I believe, right? Uh, hey guys, hoping uh, you guys have brought some fun distraction already this morning uh, after Thank that you. heartbreak of the Leafs last night. Big compliments for Bill for uh, to Bill for his ample skill and composure sitting in the big chair last week. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you again. Uh, are we still at the start of another summer movie season? Oh, as we are at the start of another summer summer movie season, do you guys think that 3D is getting better, or is that still just a fad? <sighs> Uh, cheers, hashtag Cleveland's all right. Hey, hey. Yeah, it is. There it is. You're all right, Chris Brown. You're all right. <laughs> um, I've, only, I've only seen one 3D film in the modern era. It was a terrible film, and it was retroactively 3D-ified. I'm talking about the Green Hornet. Oh, Green Hornet. Um, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not qualified to say. I just have to say I'm not interested. I'm just not interested. I don't care. Uh, I find. Did you? Uh, what, 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 what would you say? The last one that I saw that I really, I mean, that was b- decent to me, or, or you know, wasn't over so much. Although it kind of was. Some people think uh, Avatar. I saw mm-hmm. that in 3D. I saw that uh, 3D and IMAX. So oh, wow. you were very immersed in it. And then I got there. We got there late, so I was like in the second fucking row. Oh. <laughs> My neck was fucking Everything's cranged. going over your yeah, head. Yeah, it's all All the actors huge. are behind you. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I I think it's cool for the kids and, you know, for the for the new generation, but we've already been through all this fucking with Jason and- Treasure know, of the Four Crowns. Yeah, exactly. We've God, I love that movie the, as a kid. <laughs> and all I can ever think of is SCTV, and I'm going to demonstrate on the Ustream for you guys, uh, if I can see what I'm doing here. This is basically <laughs> when- This was SCTV. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That I think that was the best 3D to me was CTV. <laughs> I just want the 3D to be inobtrusive. Uh, like I don't want it to weigh down on my head. I don't want it to get in the way of my glasses. I don't right. want it to uh, like like in the the 
uh, the 3D Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there are like some really obvious things where they they did a, yeah. a gag that was just so you could see somebody's like bloody limb like flying to the, at you know, the screen. Uh, just, Maelstrom Space Hunter in 3D uh, had a, a scene where he rips the bad guy's arm off and throws yes, it. Yes, I it remember that. Uh, so that's why I liked Iron Man 3. I mm. saw it in 3D. Oh, you did? Uh, the, the 3D part of it because I didn't really notice it. <laughs> So, oh wow! Yeah. So I just wanted to stay out of my way. Yeah. If basically. it's not if it's not overly done to where it's you know everything it's the SCTV right. <laughs> angle. I mean, I can I can handle it. But when the whole movie is just every corny fucking thing that they right. could possibly think of to oh let's make this 3D, that that's a little much. For me. Tyson mentions what I was just going to discuss, uh, which is Life of Pi, which I did not see in 3D, but I really wanted to. Um, I don't know if I talked about this before when it was out but a, a friend of mine who saw it is an editor actually her her dad cut star wars the original star oh, wars wow. won academy award for it which has since been stolen from his home oh and then wow. replaced but oh, the original okay. oscar was stolen from his Someone home stole it um and he gave the speech too it was a great speech um i'm getting distracted just because i like her dad so much <laughs> but she's a good friend too and also a brilliant editor um but she loved the use of 3d in life of pi because it was used as an editing tool apparently and they used they used the 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 layers um, to uh, to sort of fold in and around themselves um, as as transitions, transitions, and yeah. things like that, and that that sounded fascinating to me. That sounded like really taking advantage of a new tool. I think Ang Lee is yeah. really really good at that. I think the way he used comic books to edit in uh, the Hulk was the, the only good thing about the Hulk. Only good yeah. thing about the Hulk, and um, it was a great thing. I, I, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. I, I love that. Yeah. So I think yeah, he's he's a great um, filmmaker in in that sense. Use I mean, of tools. Yeah. Uh, next email, I'm just going to blaze through these. This next one's from Mark Presley. Uh, he's Pres23 uh, on the Twitter. I'm just going to zip through this because he asks like 20 questions. Do I have? <laughs> do we have pets? Only one who has pets is me, right? Uh, I have. I hang out with my ex-girlfriend's dog. Does that count? Ugh. Nope. <laughs> so depressing. That's weird. Um, I have two dogs. One old. One middle-aged. Where's your our next holiday to? You next holiday. Um, my next major holiday or vacation, as we say here in the States, would be uh, <laughs> Vegas because Baby. Marilyn has never been there. And I, I, oh, I would like her been? to experience. Where are you going to take her? The, uh, I, well, obviously, I got to take her down on the strip because just the other day I was explaining, like, there's a fucking castle. There's a pyramid. <laughs> and this, but where are you guys that? staying? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't set it up. But I, I think I want to stay at uh, uh, either... MGM or New York, uh-huh. uh, just so she can see. I mean, we're gonna. I'm gonna show her all of them. But oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I love the 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 floor of the of Paris. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah I, I, you know, everybody loathes Vegas uh, to some degree because of the the plastic consumerism and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. It gets, but it's it gets still, depressing after a while. It, it still is pretty impressive, and it's kind of fun if you. Sort of just don't think for a while at all about yeah. like what's going on behind yeah. the scenes. Uh, but I, so I like it for like twenty four hours, and then I'm like, all right, yeah. Then I'm it's good to time go. to get the fuck out of yeah. Um, I am headed up to Big Sur for um, oh. Memorial Day weekend. Is it? Nice. Are you going by yourself? I am not. Uh huh. How about thousand, them apples? A thousand hearts just broke. Yeah. <laughs> He's taking were his all uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, right. Right. <laughs> team. Yeah, my Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> yeah. club is reuniting from yeah, uh, middle they, school. They rented out and a we're hotel play room. We're going to the villages yeah. up in the hotel room. And so. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, when was the last time you were star- starstruck? 
you met a zillion stars. Oh yeah, I think I talked about this too. I think like a couple episodes ago. Um, it was uh, what's his name out? Edward James Olmos. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, just the dude from Blade Runner. Yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> Harrison Ford. I saw, Harrison, I saw Harrison Ford introduce uh, Blade Runner: The Final Cut at the ArcLight, and oh, I kind of wow. flipped out. That's I, awesome. I flipped yeah. out a little bit, and he was awesome. He gave a great. I think I must have talked about it on the show. He gave a he gave a great introductory speech. He gave and, a great uh, intro. Yeah, and he he, yeah. he was kind of like he was casual and slow paced and and kind of he wasn't rambling, but it was very sort of conversational. Oh. Um, and and you know. He had discomfort. There was discomfort on set that he would joke about, but he—you could tell he had a real pride in the movie and in the movie in its current and final polished state. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I could, I did not get used to the fact that I was like fifty yards from Harrison Ford. Yeah. Like, I could, awesome. Indiana fucking solo. Yeah, exactly. Ron I mean, he Jones. he gave me an imagination. He gave me worlds to play <laughs> in as a childhood. Yeah. Easy. easy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he 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 defined heroism for me. Uh, Mark wrote like 15 questions. I think I'm going to save some of these for some softballs. We'll get, maybe we'll, next week, whoever the fourth person is, we'll get them some softballs thrown at their faces. Uh, <laughs> Coming at you in threes. But he says uh, that during the show, he is normally driving to or from work. I work as a nurse, and my colleagues, colleagues don't like to listen. Your colleagues are jerks yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't have what a s- bunch of bums <laughs> he's 31 and hey now he's starting to listen to the the breaks back catalog oh listen to nice. you later Thank you. at prez 23 uh last email is from isaac uh oh it's very simple uh first time long time super bummed hey, out welcome. about the lost episode Basically, we did all right. We did all right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's a version of this. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah, you know, Marty and I have a thing, and I'm still working on uh, trying to get that recovered through uh, the Batman of our our network. Oh, nice. Are you Batman? Will Wilkins, Uh, and he wants to hear your John Wayne impression again. Big fan. Keep up the good work, Isaac. Well, thanks for writing in there, Isaac. I don't remember. What it is. <laughs> that was good. Uh, that was good. I like yeah. it, especially with the little hoarseness that's going on. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, oh, and don't then, you be a stranger there, Pilgrim. I, I don't remember what I did. So <laughs> I don't do requests. This is from Darren. <laughs> he stopped listening, but we're going to get this in. Just uh, he always gets boned in the mail sack yeah. every time. If he wrote in in a little sooner, as opposed to during the podcast, he would get them. Yes, let's do discourage our live listeners from interacting with us. <laughs> no, he tweets in. He might as well. I don't know. I think uh, you're doing just fine, Darren. I don't hey, know hey, Marty Bill was. and DJ James. Last Thursday yes. was two years since. S- uh, Smodcast Internet Radio was launched. That's right. This our two oh, year, week, our two year congratulations. Anniversary. Yeah, this week is the ninetieth podcast, including the four uh, get jobs. Yeah, get jobs. We did get jobs. No, no, that's when uh, when we launched. Sir, I was doing uh, plus one per diem um, with Jen and Kevin, and then right after that, we would do Jay and Silent Bob get jobs. Right. I yeah. guess Dan and I. Filled in for four of those. Oh, that's this is according right. to Darren. That's right, we did. Uh, so he's saying that including the nooners, the four that we did there, and the this morning show. This is our ninetieth episode. This right now? Yeah, and we will yeah. hit one hundred on the twenty third of July. Oh, there we go. Something Holy to look forward Moses. to. Moses, hold on. I, I think I got some for that. Have Let's cupcakes see. or something. Let's give him a little flashback, shall we? 
if I can find it. There it is. Okay, or uh, we can sit here in awkward silence. No, it's good. Just wait. That's actually pretty good. When it's time for lunch, you can pick up a spoon or grab your fork buddy and dig into a Nuna. It's Nuna with Dan and Marty. If you never had a Nuna, well, there's no sooner way. Just bend over at the middle in the middle of the day. It's a Nuna. It's a Nuna with Marty and Dan. Thank you, Brad Stark, for recording that. You guys used to get to do this show at noon? Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Jealous. But uh, this is easier to schedule, I think. But so the upfronts are. The, this is still Darren's letter. The upfronts are this week. Uh, are mm-hmm. there any shows that you're interested? Uh, what did you like from the 20 past season that has been renewed? And of course, everyone is happy that the Carrie Diaries was renewed. Was that yes. oh good? Talk about I didn't that. know that. Yeah. So Dan has a job. So it's bittersweet because he's going to be away from Brett the uh, Brett the vet and uh, and us as well. But we'll make yeah. sure that he he gets in when he can. Uh, so, but Darren enjoyed uh, Nashville Arrow, The Carrie Diaries, Hannibal, If It Gets Renewed, Rectify, Banshee, and Orphan Black. Uh, yeah. For next year, he's excited about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the Michael J. Fox show, Almost Human, and that's so far. Regards, Darren, P.S. Fuck Tarzana, Fuck the Critic, <laughs> oh, and Fuck Cleveland. Oh, there it is. Um, I highly recommend you guys get on Grantland. Um, it's a... It comes out of ESPN, but it also does a lot of TV and pop culture. And an old friend of mine from Brown, um, Andy Greenwald, writes uh, TV and film and, and hosts a podcast for Grantland. And he's got a great article out this morning that I was reading on the way over here about Fox's Upfronts. Really strong writing. Uh, and they have a lot of good-looking shows. Almost Human is definitely one of them. Yeah. Which one's Almost Human? I don't remember. Michael J. Fox. Uh, he plays... Uh, Get your finger on that button. Yeah. No, no, it's not a joke. <laughs> I'm actually going to tell you what, because I just saw it last night. He plays getting out the keys an to comedy jail. Yeah, right. Uh, he plays an anchorman who is dealing with... Uh, <laughs> that totally with, sounded like I know, it sounds like a setup, but it's not. <laughs> Glad I wasn't pitching it for fucking Michael. It would have been like, you're fired. Um, he plays an anchorman who's, who's uh, dealing with having Parkinson's. I see. I uh, thought Almost Human was the one um, with uh, Carl Urban from the new Star Trek. And uh, it's like you know set what? slightly like, in the future. And all their, the, their cops and their partners are all robots. Oh. And he's like depressed. You know what? That might and, be it. That might be it. I, I just saw that there was something with, that Michael J. Fox was doing that was... Yeah, I did see that as well. Yeah. Oh, so that's the Michael J. Fox So maybe show. that's just it. And then Carl Urban is in Almost Human. Yeah, that, that trailer oh, okay. looks that's great. A different. Sleepy Hollow looks interesting. It's a total like crazy mishmash, but it looks super interesting. Uh, everyone should check, um, what's that, uh, Deadline Hollywood, Deadline.com. Go to Grantland. It's way better. Oh, okay, sorry. Deadline is all. Deadline is just, just information, if very want, little editorializing. If you want of the time, yeah. If you but, want the, uh, the most up-to-date stuff. Uh, Mackenzie yeah. Crook is going to be in, uh, the, in Almost Human, who played Gareth in The Office. Very excited. Oh, really? Yes, I love that actor. Uh, he's great. So what no, I'm excited really about tight. is uh, the Tomorrow People. That's on the CW. Um, friend of the well, Ziggy Marley story. The yeah. Ziggy Marley story. <laughs> no, it was a it was a show in England back in the I don't know, 70s or 80s. It was it? on Nickelodeon, wasn't it? Nope. In the early days of cable. Nope. What was it on in the early? Because I used to watch it on cable. Oh, was it? Oh, maybe, way back maybe it was on Nickelodeon. But it's I mean, it, way back. It was an English show, and basically, yeah. it's about these young people who are sort of the the next evolution of of humans, and they develop powers. Uh, this is a good friend of mine, and uh, we'll have him on the show. Uh, Phil Clemmer is going to be running it, and it's um, it sounds really good. 
uh, yeah, that's what I'm excited about. So congratulations to Phil. I'm a little bummed out that Go On got canceled. I enjoyed that show. Yeah. Um, and other than that, I want John Enbaum's, uh, he just finished, we turned in his, we, call, oh, we talked about it in the, in the last episode. Yeah. Yeah, so John right. Enbaum, he wrote, uh, did this, uh, what they call proof of concept, you know, 15-minute version of his pilot. And he finished that. It's really funny. It's, um, it's got uh, um, all the guys from Party Down in it. Martin Starr. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez, uh, um, my head is going blank. Rake is looking good. Ryan Hansen is in it. And so anyhow, the, they, those guys aren't, wouldn't make the final series necessarily because I think uh, Ryan is in his one, one of his pilots got picked up. But uh, it, it is in with ABC, so hopefully that'll be a mid-season nice. replacement. We'll see Fingers where it goes. Crossed. All right. Brooklyn Nine-Nine looks like it could be funny, although I don't like Andy Samberg. As an actor, I think he's a strong writer, but I don't enjoy him on camera. But Andre Brower is fantastic. Oh, All yeah. right. He's such a good actor. Well, uh, th- that's it for the mail sack, and I think that might be it. My brain is a little fried. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, Marty pulling out early. What? <laughs> Not the first time that's happened. 55. So we uh, are at Noon or Dan Marty if you want to tweet to us. And we do want to hear what you do uh, when you listen to the show. And Keep it clean. No, you don't have to keep it clean. We're not that kind of show. We are filthy, filthy people. Filthy. And the filthier, the better, because it makes Bill uncomfortable when you get filthy. <laughs> and if you have filthy questions you want to ask Bill about his super clean life, uh, you can email us at Noon or Dan Mar- uh, at NoonerPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, what's up coming up on The Breaks? The breaks. Uh, I've got some great guests coming in. I'm, I'm working on getting some uh, some really uh, well-known uh, music artists to come on and, and sit in with me. Uh, I don't want to divulge too much because if they if they can't do it right. for whatever reason, okay. I don't look like an ass. But but you'll let us know when you can. I will them. let you know. All right. And Bill, what you got going on this week? Um, I start editing um, the proof of concept pilot that we talked about in the right. last episode okay. of, of my own. Yeah. I start editing that this weekend. How did the other thing turn out? The, um, the teaser for the, Dave Made a Maze? Yeah. That is in its color correction phase, and the guy who's doing that got married and went on a cruise. So um, I'll, be, I'll hopefully be working on that with the editor this weekend also, because he sent us some files that we can look over. So nice. by next week, I should have a Dave Made a Maze teaser up online. I'll make sure everybody knows about it. And uh, it's going to be months of post for the, uh, for the proof of... of pilot but, really um the guy our editor works on children's hospital and nsciffsk 147 <laughs> yeah and uh and also uh whatever that new children's hospital uh spinoff is yeah. all, all the david wayne stuff yeah he works on those shows during the day so we can only be cutting uh nights and weekends uh, gotcha Got it. all right what is this Agents of Shield? I keep saying oh, this it. is the I Joss Whedon it. show. It's based on um, I think Clark Gregg is in it. Yep. He was the guy in uh, you know who gets killed. Spoiler alert! Yeah, um, and it's about Shield. It's so it is Shield. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. There we well, go. Something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. We will see you next Tuesday. Yeah. See you guys. If that box. If that box. If that box.
This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.